lies and lies. They make wars. They plan them. They have planned every single war. They all work together. They all work together. You are their most prized commodity. How dare you rise up? How dare you? So I've been really, really busy this morning uh, again. And it happens so that it's just the way God works sometimes. Um, A very good friend of mine, also an officer in the military, called me in between my phone calls with actual leadership Um, (laughs) because they can't talk to Jag. They don't know who to trust. I'm not Jag. I'm not a lawyer. But they know who I am. So we were talking for a couple days, uh, actually a couple weeks, actually it was since February, (laughs) because we knew this was coming. And I kind of let you in on a few things. When we talked about NABF, we also talked about Fort Detrick and some other stuff. So now we're going to go to where they can't do diddly squat. No one in the military can be forced to take any fucking vaccine. And they always use our military, every single one of them. And I believe that all our soldiers that actually took the oath, aside from the actor that you saw, see a lot of people were like, why aren't you sharing this and use discernment? Man, 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 man. When you see how many people are registered with talent agencies, I mean, there was this one article floating around crushing every light of hope people had in Candace Owens and all these other idiots. You don't get it, do you? They're everywhere. It's all lies. You don't wear special glasses to be able to see them like they did in the movie They Live. And that's what's in realizing just what a leader you are. Okay, so now guys, three things that you will not believe to share when people invest so much time and effort and money into something, which really didn't need sound. What do you mean no sound? Is the audio back? Audio back now? Okay, is the audio back? Audio is back? Yes? No? Maybe? So? Is the audio back? We're just going to give it a second. What is that sound? Hmm. That's so weird. All right, audio is back. Oh, that was me. Damn. All right, well, mouse is back too. So I was saying that my mouse went dead, but it's back. Okay, so where did I lift off, uh, leave off? Let me see. Somebody can tell me where I stopped so I don't repeat myself. Anyway, regardless, I've been working for months with people. So I'm going to take you um, back to one of my favorite bases that I like to talk about. It's one of my favorite bases. Trying to find where we can start. Give me a second. I think we should start with a report from 1997. You guys ready? Listen. We're addressing anthrax for the American military is addressing anthrax now because anthrax actually is sort of the worst of the biological weapons. Has a very high ratio of uh, percentage of people who are killed by it. Uh, it's relatively indefensible. It attacks very quickly. Within two to four days after being exposed, a person would then gain symptoms and die. So I just want to make clear for those of you that were in the service at the time, right? We all remember this. William Cohen claimed that Iraq had produced enough anthrax to fill six missile warheads. Iraq was like, what are you talking about? We don't even have like any 
of this biological agent. Not even one gram. Like, what are you talking about? And so they insisted, nope, you have tons of it. Like they insisted for the weapons of mass destruction, right? So the Pentagon, of course, had to beef themselves up and protect their soldiers. Tons. We need to protect our soldiers. We need so weird. The vaccine came out of Fort Detrick. So did fucking anthrax. Didn't even come from Iraq. Wait, there's more. In 1997, after you heard that report, wait, let's see. There's more. Listen. There's a several ways that you could disseminate it. One would be an artillery shell or a missile. Uh, and maybe more effectively is in, a, in an aerosol sprayer, such as you would see as in a crop duster. <laughs> you mean like, uh, let's see. What are they called? Chem fucking trails, right? Or how did Nancy Pelosi say it? Fumigate. Military plane or even a civilian plane outfit with a crop duster. You load it up with a small amount of biological weapon or chemical weapon and overfly an area. Anthrax, when it's in its dry form, which is a spore, lasts a long time, decades long. So in fact, it could be in the soil and five, ten years later, along comes somebody exposed to that soil, becomes sick. No wonder COVID seems to be so racist. The uncommon inspectors, the inspectors in Iraq, had uh, been gaining some small momentum. Uh, they were able to track down most of its nuclear program, for instance. They were able to track down most of its missile program, at least already produced missiles. Uh, there are signs that Iraq continues with its missile development efforts, so that's sort of an ongoing battle. I know, right? Uh, but on the biological weapon side, it's the, sort of the least documented of the... You guys, I mean, he's so for real, right? Just like we found out that there were no weapons of mass destruction, there was no fucking anthrax. This was their, let me see, wait. What am I able to say? One, two, I think this was the fourth attempt they had within that century to um, get it going, but they didn't. So, you know, I mean, they fucked up. So let's just throw some planes instead. Pondra, let me start with you. <clears throat> Did China try to manipulate public? Nope, not yet. Next. Hold on. You guys should watch this. This is from 1998. Hold on. For those of you watching, you should watch this. It's important that you watch it because you should see the people that they took down. total force anthrax immunization program. I'm pleased in the safety of our soldiers. We needed to provide the commanders in chief a healthy, fit, and medically ready force and to strengthen our ability to protect them while they are deployed around the world defending our nation. The anthrax vaccine immunization program is a critical part of that force health protection program. The protocol, as you know, is six doses over 18 months at zero, two, and four weeks, again at six months, then again at a year. Uh, clearly, we have knowledge that as many as 10 nations either have or are suspected to have the capability and biologic 
chemical and biologic warfare. We continue to do research so that we may provide vaccines where that's appropriate. Fear, 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 lies, lies, lies. Why anthrax? Well, it's the poor man's atomic bomb. It's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's easy to get a hold of. It's easy to grow. Uh, and we don't have to go out and tell anybody about that. People already know that. So we have a very dangerous... Remember, this was 1998. They failed. What did they do next? Dangerous uh, bacterium, very common and easy to get a hold of, and we have a very safe uh, vaccine against it. I guess one question I have is, given how public the Pentagon has been about this immunization program, in addition to that, are you more concerned? Which is vaccine adverse event reporting. Seven. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, I'm going to show you something that you probably forgot, you know, because people forget. And I'm tired of all the fake. And then you're going to be like, what? Well, I actually have the receipts. So while they're telling you and explaining to you why they want it, I'm going to give you a prelude of the report that, you know, thank God for John for putting it together. I'm going to show you a screenshot and I'm going to read it for those that are not watching, but listening. 9-11-2001. You cannot stop us. We have this anthrax. You die now. Are you afraid? Death to America. Death to Israel. Allah is great. <laughs> Damn. When you fail in one thing, right? You do it in the other, and you know the person that supposedly wrote that letter to themselves was the guy that developed the vaccine for anthrax that suicided himself. But you have been lulled to sleep by people that tell you they know what the fuck they're talking about. And it upsets me. It's lies, 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 lies. So when they failed to force the fear and bring all the other nations on board, right? You planes did the trick and you quickly bent the knee. Well, let me show you how you bent that knee. Let me let me have you listen to this report. Bruce Ivins, a brilliant microbiologist and a suspected multiple murderer. The For man believed to be behind the 2001 anthrax attacks was an army researcher who killed himself this week as the government moved toward indicting him and seeking the death penalty. A bizarre turn for the probe into the anthrax-laced letters that killed five and chilled the nation just a few weeks after 9-11. For years, the only known suspect was Stephen Hatfill, an Ivan's colleague at Fort Detrick, the Army's biodefense labs in Maryland, who was exonerated just weeks ago. Oh, you mean he threw him under the bus, remember? You have to go back and listen to the February show. See, it gets me really, really upset when I watch people telling me, oh, it's George Soros. Oh, shit. It's this. Look at who. The conductors of this beautiful orchestra that is such a tragedy are. Again, like I've said, no matter how many times I'll say, I'd be like, causing division. No. I'm opening up people's eyes and you just don't fucking like it. Everything, <laughs> everything, could, you know, I finally realized why he did this to me. I realize it. He needed me to realize what the problem is with humans. I get it now. I get it now. It's the ego. 
that's the seed. That's the source of the seed. I have been raging. I have been on the phone walking through this whole case that we're going to walk through together with a bunch of officers that are terrified. They don't know how to respond to their brigadiers. Thank God we have a few that are great. I mean, we laugh at jarheads and we say Marine stands for my ass, rides in Navy equipment, but that's because the Navy fucking needs a nanny. Now, I am raging, really raging, because people have crowned themselves as experts <laughs> when they were given the outline. They were given the whole freaking playbook and they ignored it. And they don't even have the guts to say, you know what? They don't even have to say, right? That's what, that's why, that's why I'm so livid. I had to learn that the problem with humans is the fucking ego. And I'm learning slowly. Oh boy, does it. And you know what? I don't really care to get credit. Honestly, I don't. But it's bothering me because I'm not. And it's so baffling. It's baffling because I don't care. I just want it to be done. I want the people to go forward. But then I'm seeing by them not crediting the people we're average people, right? I mean, they have freaking I'm not. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. By them not giving credit where it's due, they crown themselves. Okay? They're crowning themselves as leaders. I had someone say, well, the professor's doing great. The professor just sprung up a few months ago. He didn't even talk about the quo warranto until you guys were talking about it. I'm not saying what he's doing is not good. But what I'm saying is he's not a leader. You're the leader. No one is a leader. You are leaders. If you need to be led, you should keep eating up all these lies. You don't want to be free. Freedom is not easy. And it's definitely not cheap. That's why we have red stripes in our flags. That's the point. They're all good people. But you guys deserve the credit. Every single one of you. That's what upsets me. I'm upset because I don't care if my name is on it. I don't. But then on the other hand, <laughs> then they take full credit for it. And it's like, okay. You've just crowned yourself. Everything they're doing is admirable. I salute Mike Lindell for his efforts, his tenacity. He's so adamant. But we already talked about everything they're going to find and everything they're going to present to you. There's no surprises. But I guess because it's them, it's more credible, apparently. That's the point. We're going to watch it at 7 p.m. I've got my clock set where we're going to swap over and see what the big reveal is. But, you know, it really breaks my heart. And, you know, while I call patriots out, it's because I fucking know who they are. All the stupid fags. Film Actors Guild. How many of them have signed contracts with CAA? Oh, an article is going out first thing tonight. To expose one real big fact. And it's so big. 
right? So big, you're going to be like, what? I can't believe you just did that. Oh, and by the way, I'm coming with a receipt, right? I don't just write the article, right? Because all my articles have freaking receipts. <laughs> so I'm going to break one of the biggest freaking stories. When we're talking about you're watching a movie, making it clear, that doesn't mean kick back. Break out the popcorn because everyone's a fucking actor and you're going to see it now. It's going to be out. You know, I want to drop it tonight. I just don't know if I physically can. I don't have the bandwidth and I'm still raging. Raging, raging. And now I realize that was his whole point. Go there. <laughs> Figure it out. That's it. This is the weakness that humans have. So many people are so pissed. I mean, I have people that have messaged me and they're like, so-and-so is doing groups. Fuck his groups. The people have been making their own groups. I didn't do them. You did. You deserve that credit. I didn't make those state groups. You did. And no one is giving you credit at all. At all. And it's so upsetting because who set up the time-traveling Tory roll call groups? You. The people did. I didn't. Who set up the state rooms? You did, not me, right? You deserve the credit. And for them to just take that shit away from you. I mean, I had some person posing as the audit thing and they were like, nobody knows you. And it's like, bitch, we're the ones that piloted their payoff system. You know how you donate and shit. You don't know who I know. Who are you and why are you talking? I don't kiss and tell ever. And I'm not very, I'm not very kind when I see that they're demoralizing my people. How many DMs I had saying, oh my gosh, like I reached out to Lynn Gallon, told him this. And it's like, he probably didn't get it. One of his stupid little minions got it. I had someone say, Tracy Beans is a friend of my friends. And she said not to trust you because you work with friends. Look, bitch, when you're in the swamp and you're battling the swamp, you need a swamp creature. You can't get And I'm like a super swamp creature. <laughs> but the mud doesn't stick on me because I had a purpose. So anyway, let's go back to 9-11 and forced vaccinations. I just wanted to put that out there so people understand where I'm coming from. I get upset when they put you to the wayside and they're like, look, so-and-so is making groups. Fuck so-and-so. You guys did it yourself. You didn't need a so-and-so. You didn't need me. You didn't need anybody to lead you because you're not sheeple. You're people. Difference. Sheeple need leaders. People are leaders. Let's, let's get it going. So again, let's rewind. Composure. I am so upset by seeing all that today. I, I kid you not. I am so upset. So upset. Official. But you're going to get really upset with what you see. So we talked about Fort Detrick. I told you the things that they've done. I also put out a couple things on Telegram. And now you understand how they said shit like this disseminates its chemtrails or missiles. And Pelosi clearly said it. It's fumigation. So, and they have an aerosol patent for COVID distribution. Shut the back door. Mm. I'm so angry for you because it was right there. And where are all your smart intelligence persons? Where are all the freaking lawyers? Huh? Where are they? Where are they? 
I know where they are. <laughs> Some of them have contracts with the CAA. All right. So picking up where we left off, as you see, this amazing researcher from Fort Detrick sent himself a letter on 9-11 claiming that it was Allah that, that was revenging them with anthrax. People say authorities were investigating whether Ivan's released anthrax as a way of testing the vaccine he developed here at Fort Detrick, just down the block from his Maryland home. As police checked on Ivan's family, neighbors said the FBI had been a constant presence nearby for a year conducting surveillance. They just didn't know the target. But we never suspected Bruce. I mean, we never, you know, and I still don't, you know, look at him unfavorably or anything because he was a really, you know, decent guy. But while she had no suspicions, her mother said it might make sense. We knew they were looking at someone. Uh, we knew that Karen. Bruce worked at Fort Detrick. We knew that he worked with pathogens. You know, it doesn't take. Yeah, and she's also a Fed. A rocket scientist to figure out that they might be looking at him. But some targeted in the attacks want more. We need to know exactly how Mr. Ivans was involved, if he was involved, how this uh, relates to the case. Officials say prosecutors have not yet closed the investigation, leaving open the possibility Ivans was not the only suspect. Sagar Magani, The Associated Press, Washington. The suspect was the Bush administration and all others. I mean, they needed to tie a bow on that shit, right, didn't they? They totally had to. So let's go to the next clip. <laughs> let's go to the next clip. Because you're about to see how these, how these clowns really work. So they were forcing army soldiers to get these vaccines, forcing them. Here is what our troops are going to be looking like soon. And for those of you that are serving right now, stand your ground. America will be right behind you. Those are all our men and women that were there fighting a war that didn't exist. But they didn't know they were doing what they were told, protecting our interests. Look at them lining up. Here it is. Your paperwork. Sign your life away, please. Stab, jab, get it. Hey, saw hard. Make sure you tell him he's stuck. <laughs> yeah, let's get it done. Our men and women, those that have sacrificed their lives, first, forced, forced to do this. Sign, sign. <laughs> Look who's there. The Red Cross. <laughs> so incredible, isn't it? It's disgusting. They're using our troops. Disgusting. Next. Want to get even more disgusted? Here we go next. Hold on. Um, let's see. Mm, where is he? There we go. Here's what's going to happen. Pay attention. Side benefits for an illness he says was caused by a vaccine that he was ordered to take. An Action News Jack's investigation uncovers the federal government is refusing to compensate some veterans who say they were forced to get the smallpox vaccine and suffered debilitating side effects. Action News Jack's Paige Kelton has spent months looking into this health link and joins us live from the newsroom with the results of this investigation page. Yeah, Tanika, any veteran will tell you when you're out on a mission, you don't complain. Sean Kelly, a local Marine, didn't complain, and he is now living with constant pain. Pain the federal government refuses to acknowledge may have been caused by a vaccine meant to protect him from a biological attack. 
2008. Sean Kelly deployed to Iraq. He was given a battery of vaccines, including ACAM 2000. When I first started having any of these symptoms from the smallpox vaccine, they told me it was heartburn. And it wasn't one of those things where I was like, I don't want to go out on patrol because I have heartburn. Kelly, a machine gun section leader for the 1st Battalion, 9th Marines, Charlie Company, men trained to be tough. Mark Bailey served at Kelly's side and says his symptoms also started on deployment. And like a tightness or uh, just kind of like a pain in my chest. Uh, and, you know, I, I just chalked off the heartburn and, and took my Meprosols and went on my way. These records document Kelly's repeated complaints of chest tightening. He described it as heartburn. He didn't know it at the time that chest pain is a possible side effect to smallpox vaccine. It wasn't until years later that Kelly says he made the connection. It all clicked. I was like, something is wrong and something's been wrong this whole time. And my wife was telling me, you need to go to the hospital. Diagnosed with pericarditis, inflammation of the heart, a documented side effect. Kelly couldn't work. He filed for VA benefits for a vaccine-related injury and was denied. It's quite, it can be quite difficult, especially when they don't have their, their medical records. Dr. Bradley Bender is head of the North Florida South Georgia Veterans Health Systems. How many cases of, of vaccine-related myo or pericarditis have you seen here in Gainesville? To my knowledge, we've seen none. That's just ridiculous. Barbara, Wait a minute. Oh, so there was no myocarditis, right? But what is the effect that they're telling you now children are getting from the vaccine? Let's just remember the words they used. Everybody say it with me. Myo-freaking-carditis. Just a little bout. That's why they're separating the doses. Remember that? Remember that? Why do you think Biden started with the VA? Lo Fisher is director of the National Vaccine Information Center. She believes the government is hiding behind the facts. They do not want to acknowledge that when these vaccines are given, that there are far more uh, people being hurt than they are willing to admit. The warning label on ACAM 2000 lists myo and pericarditis as a possible side effect. The link was also documented in this government-funded study. Side effects would happen within weeks of getting the vaccine, but its lead author admitted to me myocarditis from any cause may not be diagnosed during the acute event and can be mistaken for heartburn or fatigue. Even more disturbing, when I asked the VA about how many veterans have received benefits from vaccine-related injuries, the agency admitted we have no tracking mechanism for injuries due to smallpox or any other vaccination. Today, this Marine believes his dedication to duty to work through the pain without complaint has sentenced him now to a life in pain with no support from the country he served without question. How does it make you feel to know in your heart that you've connected this to the vaccine, but the VA won't? Oh, it's devastating. I can't believe this is actually happening. You know, I can't believe that I did the right thing. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm not in some way, shape, or form taken care of. I took Kelly's story to Congressman Al Lawson. He tells me he'd like to collaborate with other lawmakers on a possible solution. There are programs for those injured by the smallpox vaccine, both civilian and military, but Kelly doesn't qualify because too much time has passed. More than 1.7 military mem million military members were given the smallpox vaccine between 2002 and 2008. It's still being given to some special forces and troops stationed in South Korea. It was actually the small, A Missouri it's Marine not who the smallpox, it was the anthrax mm, vaccine.
Here's another one. Hold on. Let me just show you this one. Because this is this is real stuff. This is what's happening. Now Liz and Brazel is suing the government after he says he was left with brain damage from military-issued immunizations. He speaks exclusively to Action 4 News about his years-long fight. That we were able to go fly on the Marine One. Justin Gerhardt had high hopes for himself. I was uh, really interested in, in becoming a Marine Corps officer. Uh, it was something that I always wanted to do ever since I was a child. He had some big shoes to fill. My dad was in the military. My, my uncle was in the military. Grandfather. And after graduating from college, he was determined to become an officer in the U.S. Marines. But during officer candidate school, everything changed. I felt like I was getting the flu. I was, you know, I had cold sweats. Uh, you know, I was having problems tying my boots. At 23, Justin's officer dreams were cut short as he was rushed to the hospital in Bethesda, Maryland, for symptoms he claims were caused by the vaccines administered. This is like my fourth or fifth neuropsychological test that I have had to do for the government. Five years later, Justin is considered 90% disabled and cannot work. I have uh, I have brain damage from this. He lives on his own in Brownsville, but gets a lot of assistance from his parents. Um, you know, driving uh, long distances. Justin also has to take medication for anxiety and depression to get through the day and even to sleep. I really had to go see someone. He's filed a federal lawsuit against the Department of Health and Human Services for injuries stemming from the vaccinations he received. It's called the uh, Vaccination Compensation Program, and basically it's it's was put into place so people could not go after the pharmaceutical companies um, and, and what's terrible about it is they tried to just wear you down or you're you don't want to keep fighting it justin says he's been offered a settlement and has turned it down he wants his case to go to trial so his story is told possibly saving another hopeful marine from experiencing the same misfortune you know that's that's why that's why i'm doing this we have contacted the attorney for the Health and Human Services Department named in that lawsuit and are waiting on their response. In the meantime, although Justin cannot work, he does volunteer fostering pets and assists with adoption drives. He says his work with dogs helps tremendously with his battle with depression. We're talking about this on Facebook. Join the conversation now. Remember when reporters used to actually report things, right? You remember that? When they actually used to report things? The anthrax vaccine harmed many in the 90s. So many that lawsuits were actually filed. And one lawsuit that I've been sharing uh, for a few months now was quite interesting. Because in this lawsuit, the plaintiffs, the former military, actually won. Now, <clears throat> We should talk about Judge Sullivan for a second. Everybody knows exactly who he is, right? Judge Sullivan, how weird. He actually did rule in favor of these John and Jane Doe's. You want to hear something even more weird? Mark Zaid was their lawyer. Stop, Tori, stop, stop. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and they won, but they didn't win 
the way they wanted to, right? But what's interesting is how he closes the case. And I'm just going to read out a paragraph before we look at everything else. Ordered. Oh, wait, nope. Mm, this court has an obligation to ensure that the FDA follow the law in order to carry out its vital role in protecting the public's health and safety. By refusing to give the American public an opportunity to submit meaningful comments on the vaccine's classification, the agency violated the Administrative Procedure Act. While the policy of submitting comments on an agency's proposed order may be unusual, it is the course the agency chose to take, and this court shall ensure that the agency follows through on its commitment to the public. Why the fuck haven't any of these great mastermind lawyers cite that fucking case and bring it up to the Biden administration? Ask me. Maybe, you know what? You guys can ask yourselves that question before we delve into that case. Because it's already been done. They cannot enforce any vaccine that is approved by the FDA. Approved, not experimental. Approved. Without having conversations and the public submitting records. So why... Why is no one using that case and filing that shit to stop an experimental one? I mean, he already put out a memorandum. So why is it that all these great lawyers and people with deep-ass pockets haven't filed this shit? Little old me tried to file it. I did. In my state. I have to go back again the day after March, you know, with COVID and shit. It's like they keep avoiding me. I've been holding on to it for like forever. I want to sue DeWine based on the fact that it's not FDA approved and the court has already said this. Me, I'm taking my ass down to court with $200 and I'm like, I want to sue him. So by myself, I don't even need to fight it. There's already a memorandum of opinion on actually approved vaccines that have passed the supposed checks. On an experimental one, you want to play, huh? No. So again, why is it that no great mastermind lawyer, (laughs) so many lawyers out there fighting for us, right? Why haven't they done this? Hmm? Why haven't they done this? Why haven't they filed that? Huh? Why haven't they filed it? (laughs) It's so crazy, isn't it? Wait a minute. So you're saying that there was a case actually said that there are administrative procedures before you mandate anything. (laughs) But you're sitting here having debates? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You can't even issue a mask mandate without a contribution of comment from the people. Same thing goes with procedures. So again, where are all these legal minds are? that are on your side, uh, that were so big and bad. That's what's up. 
least we got Ke Kelly Sorrell, who just filed one of the biggest cases that you will remember. Once we have the case number, I'm getting it together. See, because I got to file my case in, in Ohio. We got to file this shit. I got one for masks, one for vaccines. So I'm just going to have the judge. Dude, it's your duty. Even corrupt ass Judge Sullivan said it's the court's duty. It's your freaking duty now. Can you believe that it was Mark Zahid? Shit. We'll go through that later. For now. For now. Let's look at the center of Homeland Security and Defense. What they had to say about the anthrax vaccine, the dilemma they had, per se. <laughs> I want you guys to listen to them carefully. Listen to them. <laughs> It's not like they're going to come out, well, you know, it didn't work back then. Weapons of mass destruction, fake ass, you know, anthrax. We planted it. We did it. All this happened. And, you know, planes happen. So whatever. Yeah. Shit happens. Hello and welcome back to Viewpoints. I'm Lauren Wallman. I'm joined now by Lieutenant Colonel Tom Remfer of the Arizona Air National Guard, another very recent uh, graduate of the CHGS Master's Program and the winner of the Outstanding Thesis Award. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, the title of your thesis, The Anthrax Vaccine, A Dilemma for Homeland Security, uh, clearly a topic of uh, very special interest to most of the American public. Can you describe um, what the origins, the genesis of this research project were? Yes, Lauren, it, in addition to the American public, uh, for many years, it's been of interest to service members because service members had a uh, mandatory anthrax inoculation program for many years. So uh, interestingly, when I first began uh, the graduate program, uh, about the same time in August of 2008, uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigation actually came out with the conclusion that the failing status of the anthrax vaccine program in the 2001 timeframe actually led to uh, the anthrax letter attacks, uh, possibly to attempt to create a demand for the vaccine. So at that point, I anticipated that there would be a reevaluation of the program. Um, it, it didn't appear to occur, and instead there was actually an accelerated procurement for the strategic national stockpile, and that affects American citizens, and that affects the Department of Homeland Security uh, based on their requirement to uh, review the composition of the stockpile. And how were you able to test this? What, what methodology did you use for this research? I believed it was important to look at it from many different angles. So I actually chose uh, four different methodologies. Uh, I began with a literature review uh, in order to look at the body of literature over the past literally 50 years uh, of use of the vaccine. And an interesting uh, realization from that review showed that there was a shift uh, around the 1998 timeframe in the medical literature and uh, effectively 
the previous uh, conclusions were generally that the vaccine had problems. And then after the Department of Defense's experience with the vaccine began, uh, the literature became generally more positive. <laughs> you see how that shit works? You see how that works? Wait a minute. So for 50 years, they had this vaccine for anthrax. 50 years? Damn. So they had that shit before we went to the moon. No, duh. But they didn't use it because it was dangerous. But then once they needed to use it in Iraq because there were supposedly missiles and chemtrails and shit, suddenly that vaccine is totally safe. Right, Fauci? I thought that was interesting. Uh, as well, I used a case study. Uh, and in the case study, uh, I discovered that uh, similar to the conclusions of my thesis that the vaccine's uh, inclusion in the strategic national stockpile should be reviewed, that's essentially what the Department of Defense uh, prior to the 2000 timeframe uh, agreed with. They believed that uh, we needed a new vaccine. Uh, after uh, the anthrax letter attacks, after the accelerated procurement of the vaccine for the strategic national stockpile, and the resumption of the Department of Defense's program, uh, then there was a generally a more positive uh, evaluation of the vaccine. So I also looked at a program evaluation to try to analyze uh, uh, the regulatory, uh, the scientific, uh, some of the oversight issues, uh, executive uh, review, legislative review, and judicial review with regard to the vaccine. And then finally, I tried to look at a, a gap analysis in order to explain perhaps why after the FBI revelations in 2008, uh, the government didn't go back and uh, review the program altogether. And what is the upshot of all this? What, what were you able to conclude? My contention in the thesis based on those methodologies is that the inclusion of the vaccine in the strategic national stockpile should be reviewed, particularly because antibiotics are fully effective uh, in uh, combating the most lethal form of the disease, the inhaled anthrax infection. Uh, but as well, and I think most importantly, all I'm really asking is that uh, we take a second look at the issue. Uh, that we have the Department of Homeland uh, Security uh, take a look at the Homeland Security uh, presidential directives requiring them to annually review the composition of the strategic national stockpile. Uh, and as well, in the spirit of just uh, looking at the issue again, uh, suggesting a presidential uh, study directive uh, followed by a presidential uh, policy directive depending on what the study concludes. So bottom line, just asking that the government uh, relook at the issue, particularly in light of the FBI's findings. Those are quite devastating conclusions. What um, do you imagine the policy implications to be, the repercussions politically? The information that I've laid out has been out there for many years. Uh, the congressional report of uh, the 2000 timeframe essentially said the same thing. Uh, a Senate report back in 1997 said the exact same thing. Um, the uh, administration, the previous administration, recommended minimizing the use of the vaccine uh, as of August of 2001, just prior to the anthrax letter attacks. So these conclusions are not new. Um, I do hope that uh, a renewed look uh, at the issue would be a positive output from the thesis. 
especially considering your service in the National Guard. This is tremendously important to the troops who are serving abroad as well, yeah? It is. Uh, it, the vaccine continues to be mandatory uh, for the service members. They're serving uh, abroad in certain locations. And so it is important to service members that they're given uh, the highest of quality uh, medical countermeasures uh, for these type of threats. What should the average American take away from this kind of research? I think the most positive uh, aspect of this entire exercise for me has been that as a service member, uh, I have been uh, allowed to do this kind of research, uh, that the Naval Postgraduate School and the Center for Homeland Defense and Security uh, has uh, supported that uh, intellectual process. I think that's the most important thing, that uh, when we see that there are potential problems, that uh, our system of government uh, and, and frankly, um, our educational institutions encourage us to do these kinds of resurveying of, of past judgments. See, he nailed it. He said I'm grateful that they actually let me freaking research this. Normally they don't. So what does that tell you? We've had this problem for a very long time. Very, very long time. And it sucks. I mean, oh, you know, Tori, you should be nice about it. <laughs> you don't know what my eyes have seen. You have no idea. I tell you I'm impatient, but people that actually know, especially the people that were on conversations with me this morning, from around the world, right? We're like, how are you not, you're the only one that can speak, like they can't touch you. <laughs> how are you not just verbal diarrhea? You can't. Because the casualties will be the people when they realize just how bad it is. And it'll demoralize you. You'll think you can't win, but you can. You can, you can totally win. You can win so hard. You know what? Actually, 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 someone actually made a video of that. Let me see where it is. Hold on. Um, yeah, this is it. Give me a sec. Um, I'm going to get it up for you guys. Just give me one second. Because I know that at 7 they're starting. I'm watching it. So let's um, let's watch this. Let me see. Have they started yet? No. Introduction. Because <laughs> you guys do want to see that anyway. So I'm not going to not show it to you. No, I know it's already there. I'm not, not going to show it to you. It's not. I show you everything so you can see it yourself. Here we go. For the same team and guess what they hijack a grassroots movement that team is not you they started silencing you like crazy putting you in jail banning your accounts some of them are varied in lawsuits marking violated the law and segregating citizens depending on their choices nothing was done even when people like john brennan lied we're before stealing everything we're ignoring facts 
to keep you in check. They ignore you. They laugh. Then they attack you. First the guy burned himself. Then the kids did graffiti, beat an old man and arrested him. All the corruption, all the evil doings, all the kitty issues, the money laundering, the selling of our nation, the use of our federal tax dollars. The Europeans are on their face eating dirt right now. Africa is so confused on the ground and they're all looking out from the side of their eyes saying, yo, America, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's insane. Anyone who reported anything that's happening been deemed a conspiracy theorist and pushed. They infiltrated the Trump campaign and they infiltrated one of the most beautiful patriotic days. Infiltrated every facet. To piss you off to the point. Kamala Harris. That you just Hunter don't care. Biden, Joe Biden, Ron Klain. He threatened you live on TV and you didn't even hear it. His staff. How they fooled you all. Let's try working or trusting these completely dishonorable people the pain that you're going to go through is because they no, have betrayed, betrayed you the people that you trusted betrayed you everything you believe you have is an illusion they can convince you of anything everything is crumbling before you going into your brain and making you feel like you have no and way every out. single battle is a slap no across out. your face making you feel like there's nothing the you can do to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison they've got the armor they've got the money the lawyers the media the megaphones our goods, our water, our food, our commodities. To feel trapped. Like okay, so we've got to take down the corporation. What's the point? Who cares? Why should I fight? They, they're they're bigger going than us. Up against they're Goliath. surrounding us. They're coming from the top. They're casting shadows. We need them. Our media. media. disappointment there are mitigation steps always brings you to the right place but the mitigation primarily relies on you the people the only way you learn is if you the walk right through that fight in the swamp they took everything away from you. indicate just how big of an enemy because you were distracted with life I already know how this ends. The thing is, there's got to be things that are done in between. But it's going to be pointless because guess what? We're going to be in the same place in no time flat. I mean, look. The opportunity to stand tall for the people around the world. This is why the United States was designed. To show that individuality together thrives. Because they all have different eyes, different ears, different hearts, different tastes. And this is why this is the most difficult nation to drop. So when you're trying to attack a giant. You guys are ready to take on Goliath. You want to find a tiny stone that attacks them where they're weak. The way to do that is to bring in a Trojan horse. We have laws on our state level. Know them. Get the money. The money was on hold until they completed their investigation. We have laws on our municipal levels. Use them. I said you get federal tax dollars. You're discriminating against my child. See the loopholes. And not only that, I also ding them for not being ADA compliant for the blind on their website. I ding them with everything I could and they couldn't get tax dollars. In your city, you could get shit done yesterday. You have monthly meetings. You don't have to wait for elections to pass a bill. All you Sorry, guys. I'm going back to it. I'm sorry. Hundred of your friends need to, to jump through court hoops and say, I want this on the agenda. You don't need to wait for your state legislator. You don't need to wait for your state senator. You don't need to wait for your stupid governor. You have way more And that's where they sit down. Then on a federal level. All your little city council members saying, shh, what is going to go on right now? You guys think that, that Goliath is massive, that we can't take down the... 
Have you guys realized what you've done? What you were doing? You can see the changing face of conservative or alternative media. We are the news, billboards, the letters, the communication. You guys are taking the reins. They hate that they're losing power, that they want to kill you. When you empower everyone else to feel the same and you encourage... And he needs to know more than ever that the people are behind him. You are many. They are few. That organized voice loud together. That's a big deal. You have all the power you need. Be that smart. All of it. And from small little fires going in a chain reaction across the nation. That's how you do it. You take it one bite at a time. See, when you learn to be a shark in a goldfish pond, you learn how to respond faster and attack better. The strongest people are the ones you think are the weakest. It's the outsider that makes a difference. It's the person that does things because they love something. Or are you going to chase the lion and pull the sheep out of its mouth? But you have to be unintimidated in the sight of evil people. You have to be confident. You have to stand tall because you have the armor of God around you. Fearlessness because you know that God wins. Fearlessness because you know that you are more powerful. And they know because it's coming. And nothing, nothing, like, nothing. Literally. How hard they try. Nothing can stop coming. coming. Like I said, where we go one, we go all is for today, today, not tomorrow, <laughs> not when you were told it's for today. This is why I get so upset when people take credit for the shit you've done because you have worked so hard, so hard to unify and they are terrified of you. And they, for some reason, think I'm a leader. I'm not. I remember when I met with everyone at Dallas, I was like, guys, you are it me. I'm nobody. I'm just a voice on the other end giving you information. I'm your librarian. <laughs> your librarian. And, and that's what it is. This is why I get upset. People are like, eh, you know what? I know some of them are just spiteful. They're like, oh my gosh, who is this person? Yeah. All of them. Do you know, uh, apparently I'm also friends with Bill Gates. The like I've never heard of that one before. They can say whatever they want about me. They can attack me because when you attack, when you're not supposed to be attacking, it only grows stronger. And the more they whip, the more they get bitch slapped back. And that's the way it is. That is the way it is. So um, at the end, you saw a picture. That was me meeting with a few Dallas people. I thought it was just going to be some coffee. And it was a ton of people. And they were amazing, amazing, ready to do work amazing amazing and that's what counts and they fear that because even the ones that say they're good fear what that they have no control over you either that's their problem they need to have control over you as well it's all about control what they don't realize is collectively we're awesome see people are so good so good. And we are so able to keep ourselves in check. We keep each other in check. 
We don't need a leader. We don't need someone smacking us down and telling whatever. When laws were made, when this nation was founded, they were made based on common freaking sense. Again, we'll go back to the Don, to, to the, to, why do I keep saying, oh, I keep, to the Doe versus Rumsfeld. Did I say Donahue again? I did, didn't I? I'm sorry. That's another case. I can't talk about that now. That was a slip that I've pointed out. So anyway, moving on, let's get to the symposium. Let's go. Let's see what they're telling us at seven. By Mike Lindell, uh, he stepped off the stage momentarily uh, before this little Q&A session started with the crowd. So you're, you're not missing any substance. They're just asking questions from earlier today. So I would definitely break into this and let you hear that if I heard something new. Uh, so he stepped away to, a, a, you know, kind of prepare this major announcement. And we don't know what it is, but he has said it is going to be something that is going to shake up the world and be very news worthy so we're glad that you're joining us please if you could we said it before uh share tag text a friend tell them hey down download our uh, this, this you know download our new app that you can find on the apple store or your android store and download our app you'll have it in the palm of your hand now when you do that it's absolutely free by the way when you do that you have all these programs that we're coming out with red white and truth mike crispy brings the heat uh, on Thursday nights and brings the passion. We got the counterculture mom, Tina Griffin, talks about being a parent, talks about raising kids in today's society. Her show is great. The great uh, Alexandra Lanes, she always has a hot take, our own verbal sniper there going after. She has great uh, segments that air every Wednesday and every Friday. We just have a great list of show, the Joe Cozo show, the 13-minute news hour of Bobby Eberly. So all that content is on our app, and that will give us the ability to show you events like this that we traditionally can't put on normal social media due to the nature of the content. Sadly, that is the world we live in. That is 2021. That is our freedom of speech being essentially censored uh, in today's culture. So if, you, if your narrative doesn't match the narrative of the left, the socialist agenda, then chances are it's not going to air. So help us out by downloading that app and get involved in that. A lot of things we talked about here today, uh, of course, the vaccine, mass mandates across the state. A lot of states right now are going back to school. Uh, and it's a time to, uh, you know, get these kids back in school. So that's been a topic. Perhaps that's something we'll talk about here in the next day or so is the uh, fact that kids are going back to school. Are they going back to school with masks on? Is there going to be a vaccine passport implemented in your school district? I know that in the great state of Texas, our governor had said. Uh, OK, I had to turn that off. I can't listen to that. There's not going to be a vaccine passport. It's never going to fly. I don't like people saying that. I hate it. I, and I don't like the word hate. I'll say loathe. I loathe it. I completely loathe it because it's not, it's not true. They can't, they can't force anything. Can't force anything. So I have to say, though, Steve Bannon looks super hot uh, on stage. I love the way he looked, um, the way he uh, presented himself. He was his fiery little butt, as always. Um, I can say um, I was streaming for about seven hours of it. 
And they can't do it in New York either. You guys are letting them do it. <laughs> That's what's funny. People are like, they're doing it in New York. They can't. It's against the law. It's all <laughs> it's against the law. But it's like, okay, I'm sitting here like, well, tell us how to do it. I already told you. I mean, I I have to book an appointment to go file a case. Are you kidding? Because I can't do it online because I'm not a lawyer. So wish I had a lawyer here in this state that would file it for me. You know, maybe I'll tap the legalese people and see if they could just for it's gonna it's literally two paragraphs. That's it. I'm suing him because this has already come out and him, uh, you know, allowing uh, organizations to force vaccines. Like my kid has to show her vaccine card in order to play sports. Fuck that. No, that's federal tax dollars. There's a memorandum of opinion already out by corrupt Judge Sullivan and corrupt Mark Zaid. Right. Y'all know Mark Zaid. He was the one defending them. We'll go through that case after this announcement. But it's really, really important for you guys to understand. <laughs> There's so many people and everyone's just sitting there like, where do I start? Just fucking walk down there. Some of you, you don't even have to have money. You can sign a document in your court that says, I don't have enough money to file because I make this much and they won't charge you for it. Okay. That's it. That's it. Just file it. Mine is like two paragraphs. It looks like I wrote it on a napkin. <laughs> It's, it's funny, but it's like, there it is. And then snip case done, finished highlight done. Do it. It's your job as the court to follow procedures. No procedures have been done because the people have not been asked. Okay. The media does not count as people. People is the parents. People is the parents. People is the parents. But you know what? Most of the dumb parents, because this, this COVID is racist. So is the vaccine, by the way. Because they're upset that blacks aren't getting the vaccine. We'll talk more about it this week. Because when you see what the real deal here is, huh, and how many, I am so tired. In over 245 years, they have tried this so many times. I'm tired. It's just cycle, 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 cycle. That's it. Someone said, <laughs> Steve Bannon only needs a Greek fisherman hat. Yeah, that's true. I'll give him one. I got him a boat too. If he wants to send him off. Once we fix this, the whole world is waiting for us. The whole world is looking to us, hoping that we can give them some relief. They're waiting on us. We're the ones that don't have socialism. We're the ones that are multicultural, multiracial, multi-denominational. If we fail, the whole world fails. And this election fraud, well, I've been filing affidavits for years. You know, I had someone say, nobody knows you. It's like, girl, you didn't even know who Colonel Waldron is, who, by the way, is an awesome man. And the red team, lots of awesome people. They look good. Very good people. Very, very good people. And they have been working tirelessly, putting their families on hold, living on buses. Yeah. To get this done. So when I hear people, you know, saying, oh, why don't you get behind them? I am behind them. I'm just salty because they should have done this earlier. I'm just salty because they could have moved up our timeline. I don't do very good at chess. When I play against my computer, I'm always doing moves in like <laughs> really quick. I don't do that. It hurts. It hurts to be slow. 
Here we go. Let's see what they're talking about. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania's worse than Georgia. It's hard to believe. How many electoral votes are in Pennsylvania? 20? 26? 20. 20. 20? 20. Do I have 20? Okay, we've got 20. We'll go with 20. So are we keeping track here? At some point, just in those three states, we're getting very close. You're up to 47. Okay, so we, we start subtracting from the resident and chiefs. Those three, right? Does that get us below 270? Boom. All right. You don't have a president at that point. That's correct. All right. So then everyone's, the lawyers out there, and this is what drives me crazy, is they're waiting for a case law precedent to tell us, well, guess what? We haven't had an election coup where the rightful sitting president's been so cheated out of an election. You're not going to find so that what? case. It's a case of first impression. So what does that mean? Go to the common law. There's Actually, we did discuss a case like this. This thing called fraud. Boom. We have 200 years of case law, tens of thousands of cases that describe fraud. And what happens when you prove fraud? It vitiates, vitiates all. Subsequent all right. Nolan decisions. Boyd, it's gone. And so you have different forms of fraud, one of, one of which is fraud in the inducement. That's where you lie to someone and you, uh, you want to induce them based on your lie to get them to sign off on a deal, but you're not being fair and square with them. You can make an argument that there's, that there's certainly a fraud in the inducement with the contract that we, the people, have with our electoral representatives. Sure. But there's another type of fraud that's even more egregious, and that's called fraud in the execution. That's like a sleight of hand. So I want you to think of something here. Let's say that uh, it's my birthday, and all of you forgot it was my birthday. Shame on you. Shame on you. So I bring my birthday card, and I said, you know, it would really make my day if some of you would sign off on my birthday card. Would you sign my birthday card, sir? No? How about you? Who wants to be a good sport? All right. Dr. Frank, would you please do that? Happy birthday. Now, Dr. Frank got an autograph here. Lo and behold, he didn't understand that there was like a carbon sleeve that was over it. So he signed the dotted line. And once you flip it up, it says, I, Dr. Frank, hereby. Okay, so while we wait for this announcement, let me just let me just say something. Treason comes in many shapes and sizes, right? It comes in deliberate, willingly, knowingly, unknowingly, but willingly, knowingly, but unwillingly. Right? It's 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 a pretty big, you know, array of things we'll see. It's it is. I want to say this. The one problem that human beings have in general is that when they come across something, someone that they can't understand, that they can't relate to, they fear it. It was the same way as why people were okay with using people that were of a darker skin color as slaves because they weren't considered human because they were different, right? So they weren't people. And that's all the ego of humans. And when you are confronted with something you don't understand, 
something you don't know, recognize, and leaves you stupefied to be able to pinpoint and relate it to something you know. You dismiss it. I mean, the most important story of that was that of Jesus, right? Wasn't it? They didn't understand him. Like, who is this guy? He's just preaching love and everything. Oh, my gosh. And he's doing, like, all these miracles and stuff. We got to get rid of him. We can't have people following this person. We need the power. We need to sequester power. You know, these Pharisees that did it didn't do it because they didn't like him. It's because they were losing control. They did it with good intentions to protect their people, right? To protect their religion. This is why I say if Jesus was alive today, <laughs> he would have been silenced, maimed, lawfared, driven into exile, canceled everywhere. Canceled everywhere. So it's really important for, for me to constantly remind myself sometimes that they just don't know. So rather than them listen, well, they do because everything they're doing, whatever. They can't. They can't fathom it. They really can't. And that's okay. That's okay. It's like, why did they crucify Jesus? What did he do? He was spreading love. He was telling people to be respectful. He was telling people to rely on each other. He was telling people to love each other, right? He was telling people that they don't need to be led. They're leaders. They don't need to focus on these things because they can focus on this. Right? This is what he did. And he was crucified. Crucified. Completely. Now, while the story of Jesus has been told in many religions in different ways, one thing is consistent, that anyone who threatens the control of the masses, and in other words, releases control to the masses, is annihilated. This is why the GOP didn't want President Trump. It's not because we thought he was a god. <laughs> Heck no. We know he was just a man. Loves eating McDonald's and a Diet Coke. Two scoops of ice cream. It's because he was empowering the people. And you know what's terrible? Those that were closest to him also disliked him for that because he was a threat. Why? Because he was showing the people that they don't need anyone but themselves and each other. And that's the problem. And right now, though you see many people throwing themselves behind President Trump, they're only doing it because people have fallen into the regular ritual of following. When the president said in his inauguration speech, I am giving power back to you, the people. He didn't want it. He was giving it to you. He was empowering you. And that's what they all hated. The GOP hated him. People that you see on TV telling you all the nice things also hate him. But they know they need him so that they can get support and open up funds and do all this shit. 
So I say it's really important that he knows we got his back. All right, he's here. Let's see what's going on. That were out there, and I knew who they were. I knew who right. they were. They thought they were never going to get caught. We also had to build our case, and sometimes they were trafficking drugs for more than a year before we had our case. We've been operating for the past nine months waiting for something to happen to build that case. So what I can tell you is at the end of the day, in my case, we got them under RICO. We got them up for racketeering, and we also got them for underlying charges like murder, fraud, arson. It's not abstract to me because I've done it and I've seen it. So the same questions that you're, you're presenting is, do you believe? And all I can tell you is that I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to keep fighting like hell till it happens. Everyone That's tells you who they are. And the problem is we just don't have enough people that are demanding what I'm demanding. So this, it's truth time. This is, this is what this is all about. All right. I wish I could give you more than that, but I'm not in control. But keep praying. We got to go. Um, you can go. Thank you. Okay. And uh, you guys, thank you. What a great, it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. You know, the, I'm sorry I'm late, but there's uh, there was a development. This stuff, this story's all over the news, but we have them in the back. I was bringing people here from Colorado in my plane. And while they were on the way here, her office got raided. And it's just what we're talking about today. But they're going to come out here in a little bit and tell you what happened. Before, you know, why was their office raided? Okay. And uh, there's, there's, there's things, there's a lot of complications now in this. So when they come out, um, we're, I'll, I'll wrap it at the end. But what you're going to hear right now will be, right up to this point, because now, after what happened, we don't know what what kind of why they did it, what they did, the ones that raided her. And what I'll probably end up doing, I don't know, I got to make a decision here, and they are too, they're back there with a, with a, um, a lot of people. <laughs> but uh, it's a scary situation. It's what everybody gets in when they're going, you know, they're doing their job. And then all of a sudden, they take over within fear, put the put the fear into them. And we know this just it just happened. You guys were going to hear something. You're still going to hear. It's all over the news now, but you're going to hear from them. But I will tell you, because I have a red team here, this is kind of a godsend. When they're done talking, that red team is going to be doing stuff here, which and they're protecting all of these these people that came. And they're going to be, on the, it'll probably be Thursday, there'll be a second part of this that's even bigger. But right now, they're getting ready. Um, and um, I'm going to let them, when they get up here, I'm going to let them tell the story, because I just had to hear it in the back. And, um, you know, what timing? Is the timing? They're on a plane here, and this happens, you know. Um, this is what we talk about, the media. And this is the media. This stuff broke in the media, and you're going to hear it, um, a social media site. And then, and then, the media, and then all the media, they, this is what we're fighting, everybody. They almost didn't want to come up here. They almost didn't want to come up here. And I'm in the back going, you know what, where does it end? Where does it end when you can attack people for no reason? They didn't do anything other than they wanted to, you know, help out this country. 
I'm like, it's gotta stop now. I'm back there and I'm back there and they were going, no, there's people back there going, no, you shouldn't go on. You shouldn't go on, but they're coming on. There's, there's millions and millions of people watching from around the world. I said, this is your protection. If everybody knows they're going to do it, you can't count on being text protected by the law anymore or by the care. You cannot count on it. They take you to they take you to court. They take you to court and sue you like dominion and put fear into people. This is horrible what's going on. We it's gotta stop now. It's gotta stop now. These are politicians. What what you're gonna hear is involved this I believe it involves the Secretary of State, but I'm gonna it involves the state of Colorado. So today, you're going to see it. They're coming on. But I just want to tell you, I, I, I sat back there. I said, no, you need to come on. Your protection is everybody got to hear it. It's kind of like one of those things. It's too late to close the gate. The cows are out of the barn. You know, if it, and you know what? We didn't have that. We didn't have that before. Like my pillow. When my pillow, when I put it out as an infomercial, it went big right away because it was on all the media, right? Well, here, anything we put out, I told them in the back, whatever they did this, wherever they're doing this, it will get suppressed in the news or you will be fear of getting sued or something. That's what it is, or fear, or, or worse, or worse. This has been going on since the election in this country. Threats. You know, no, Dominion doesn't just take people to court. You get threatening letters. The first letter I got from them spelled, sounded like a mafia letter I used to be back in the day when I owed football bets to the mafia. Stop talking or else. That's what they you know, said to me, it wasn't too. A, it wasn't, or you're going to sue you. I go, or else what? But they're getting ready. They're talking. They're getting ready. And uh, you guys ready? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. But I just wanted to tell you, because I know the expectations were here, but this is even bigger news. You're going to see it's all over the news right now. But to get on the way here, your office gets raided. I mean, and I don't and I don't know the whole story. I just heard up there. I don't even know what stories out there in the news. I just know they were coming here to tell to tell quite a bit. And it was I know the whole thing. But now we do need to get one thing where it's fortunate. We have a red team here. Remember, Colonel was up here, the red team. But what you're going to hear is we're going to, we're not going to just go, oh, I'm in fear and I'm not going to go out there and tell the world. If, you know, we can't do it anymore. So that's right. This is what, this is what, uh, oh, here we are. we ready to go? All right. Come on all, everyone. They're, they're very brave, I'm telling you, all three of you. Thank you. And why don't you guys, I'm just going to let you tell the story. Who would want to start? Uh, I'll start, I guess. Uh, I'm Sean Smith. I'm a citizen and a veteran. I'm from Colorado. And uh, I've got a lot of questions for our election officials. But they don't like questions. They refuse to answer the questions. In fact, we have a Secretary of State who is drunk with power, who makes decrees like the kind that no third-party election audits are permissible in the state. She makes them emergency decrees, 
And when we query her in accordance with state law, Colorado Open Records Act, for the basis of her declarations that they're forbidden, she refuses to answer in violation of the state law. We had over a thousand citizens submit comments to her hearing, which she refused to separate from the general rules hearing. They had three hours of citizen testimony, cut it off. There were still 50, 60 citizens waiting that entire three-hour period. She canceled the next session where they were supposed to hear the rest of those hearings and just proceeds with the hearings. Our Secretary of State is lawless, and at every turn, she appears to be attempting to prevent citizens from determining what is true in Colorado elections. There are elections. Everything that can be destroyed by the truth should be destroyed by the truth. Mm -hmm. And Jenna Griswold is in between mm -hmm. citizens in Colorado and the truth. That's right. That's right. Colorado is not lawless. We the people have had enough there. And we have found one elected official who's willing to stand up to the state and do what the people are asking. And that is to protect our vote. And so our clerk of Mesa County is here with us today because she took that on and took it serious. She was not a politician. She was a business owner. And her job was to defend our vote. And that's why she's here tonight. So I, I want to just encourage you guys to, to hear for just a minute what's happened in Mesa County. Um, this has been a light of the state. We've come under incredible duress due to Jared Polis, who is the governor of Colorado, and the overreaching, overbearing Jenna Griswold, Secretary of State. She is punishing us. She's weaponizing her office against an elected official who is doing exactly what we elected her to do, and that is protect us. So please help me welcome my friend and a, an amazing patriot who is doing exactly what she should be doing in protecting and defending the vote. Clerk and recorder, Tina Peters. Thank you. Thank you to you guys. When I started having citizens come to me and tell me that something didn't seem right. Something didn't seem right in our local uh, city council elections. Something didn't seem right in our county from years ago to the 2020 election, and they wanted answers. And I said, you know what? If there's a there, there, we'll find it. And I've made that pledge to the citizens of Mesa County and all over Colorado that the people elected me, not the, not the Secretary of State, uh, she has come into my office several times already in the last two years since I've been the elected official because I'm, I am a Republican, I'm a conservative, and she's not. And she weaponizes her position to uh, attack people that disagree with her. And so I'm not, I mean, my son, who uh, uh, was a Navy SEAL for nine years, um, a, a lot of that blood runs through our veins. Tragically, I lost him four years ago in a, in a very tragic accident on duty. And, uh, but you know what? When you've gone through, when you're a cancer survivor and you've gone through losing a 27-year-old son, there's not much people can do to you. Right. Right? So when the people came to me and they said, can you help us? Can you help us find something? And I said, if you bring the information to me, I'll look at it. 
And I think that's what we all should do, right? Don't just turn a blind eye and say, well, you know, I believe this or I believe that, but really look at it. And because of that, I've been persecuted. They've tried to take over my elections office because Mesa County election in Col or Mesa County is on the uh, western slope of Colorado, and we are the last bastion of freedom in Colorado. So we would be a big jewel in our governor and our secretary of state's crown to take over my office and control the way you vote. How do you like that? At least the, at least the outcome of that vote, right, Dr. Frank? Yes. So, so we, have, we have listened. I've listened to people. They send me things all over, uh, and I've looked at it objectively. And uh, there's some discrepancies there that I cannot de deny. And I tell people, I say, I can't unsee some of these things. If I'm going to be honest with the people in Mesa County and in Colorado and with all of you, I cannot unsee some of these things. So I'm willing to put myself out there. I've been attacked, slandered, everything the, uh, the media can do to me. Um, just yesterday, I got an order from the Secretary of State that she was gonna invade my elections department today. And guess what? When I was on a plane to come see you kind folks and to talk to you out there, guess what they did? They provided a search warrant and raided my office. We don't know what they were doing in there because for several hours, they wouldn't even let my chief deputy clerk, who is the acting clerk for Mesa County when I'm absent, would not even let her observe what the Secretary of State and Dominion were doing in my office. Alone for several hours in the voting room. Alone. Alone with no one that knew anything about elections watching what they did. But they did do this. After several hours, they allowed my chief deputy to come in and they go, oh, look at this. Look, look, see, we found this, this, this. I don't know what they did. I don't know what they did, but I can tell you that I don't trust them. Because I don't trust them, we are, we're gonna find out exactly what's going on. What was, uh, what was the thing on, uh, I thought you said there's something about some passwords that's out in the news. Oh, yeah. So we I, need to talk about that passwords that's out in the news, all over the news now. So I've been accused of passing down or allowing someone to uh, expose our passwords in our elections office. And these just happen to be passwords that only the Secretary of State has. As a matter of fact, when they were in doing this trusted build in my office, they told me that we're, I'm not allowed to have those passwords. But only they are. And so I question that because we have passwords to get in our system. Why do they have passwords I can't have to get in the back door of my system? Why is that? What do you think? I don't know. That's a question that we need answers to, and we're going to find it. I don't know if the Colorado Secretary of State knows anything about elections at all. But if she does know anything, she ought to know her own passwords. So, so up until that point, my understanding is the social media post of the passwords wasn't associated with Mesa County. So the Secretary of State did two things. One, she told the world those are Mesa County administrative passwords or BIOS passwords. And then she asserted that the county clerk might have released them. And she let all the media run with that. But she knows those are her staff's passwords. If you think that the left doesn't love stirring the pot, wow. They have been harassed. They've been violently threatened. The Secretary of State of Colorado has opened up Mesa County to incredible um, reproach throughout the state. 
Uh, the people are concerned for their own well-being now because of these radical actions that the Secretary of State Jenna Griswold took. She could have called, she could have done something beneath the radar, but that's not what she chose to do. And that's the question is why? Why are they acting in this manner and drawing all of this attention and, and even saying criminal charges? They're looking at criminal charges when nothing's been done, as been pointed out here tonight. And their intimidation, they, they, they try to intimidate and bully. I had to send my staff home yesterday. I said, take your laptops and go home. And because the calls were coming in after General Griswold uh, put out a press release, that was the first I'd heard of it. Nobody gave me any warning that there was something, something wrong or that they felt was wrong. I had to send my staff home because of the hateful, hateful uh, outpour from people. Uh, they did a press release? They did a press release. Who did that? Secretary, Secretary of State. State. Secretary of State's office did a press release. Are you kidding me? You mean the media would go along with this and wouldn't ask you anything? That's what's up with that, huh? The news. Remember what we're fighting for here? We're fighting to get past the fake news and the news that they're using. This She came and raided her office on the way here. And I mean, and the news, you know what it'll be? So we'll, we'll wait and see because we're going to call them out like we've been doing all day. This is the this is the hill to stand on is our First Amendment right of free speech and getting past the media. They can do anything. People can commit crimes like the Secretary of State probably did. Doesn't seem suspicious. But who, who, who can cover up better than the media? That's right. That's right. I, I know there are decent reporters. I know there are. I've heard some of them. If you're a journalist, I beg you, stop doing your job for a minute and do your duty. There, yeah, huh? Whoa! Do your duty. Do your duty. You took the, that's what we've been talking about. If you're a journalist tonight, maybe you sit and pray about it. Sit, get on your knees and pray about it. You owe your duty to our country. Ask, ask Clerk Peters. Ask Clerk Peters if the allegations are true before you publish them and put her staff in jeopardy. And the Secretary of State knew she was doing that and did it anyway. She could have called. She didn't. Ask the Secretary of State whose passwords those are. And if, if they're not the clerks or her staffs, if they're the Secretary of State, then ask her, did your staff release the passwords or are the systems insecure? Which is it? Colorado claims to be the gold standard for voting and for voter integrity. And voter outcomes, I think this is an incredible example of the opposite. How did her passwords get out to the public? She can't even answer that. I, you know, what's interesting about Colorado is the same thing that's interesting, amazing across the country. We're all gathered here, all across the United States here for one reason, to get to the truth about what's happened here in America. Because under this communist regime, we're all suffering. In Colorado, in Colorado, we are a red state. We know we are. And there are amazing people who are out there. They are verifying this. They're going door to door. They're doing the work to prove that our elections were stolen. Yes, that our elections were stolen. And we're not letting these politicians dictate our lives anymore. They've taken everything from us. And, and uh, I want to say something, too. Remember, I said when I came out here, we have the red team we happen to have here. Okay. So we're going to come back on Thursday. Now, this is just a side thing. Maybe we'll find out why they raid your office. Stay tuned for Thursday because uh, I asked them if they wanted a day. They want to make it two days. And it's disgusting what, they, what they've done. It's horrific to our country. This is what we're living. This is lawfare. 
This is lawfare. This is fear of going to jail. You haven't done anything. This is fear of standing up for our country. This is That's fear right. of even speaking. Even speaking. That's right. Look what's happened just here to put this out today. Does everyone see a pattern today? It started out here. We get attacked by three different things. And I have back up to back up to back up to latest an hour. Okay. Then we get hit jobs come out by the media. I read them all. We attacked them all day. Called out their names. One of them was here. And all of a sudden, why don't you come up here and say it on stage? And he went. He cowered left. He left. Okay. And then, and then you have, and then you have all the media out there, the narratives they have. And then you have this. They knew, they probably knew the story we had coming in. And they, they're on their way here on the plane and they raided your office. You know, this is. Hey, uh, well, it's going to be Thursday because uh, we do have a red team here. And you can't, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons for what we're going to do. The Secretary of State's office is the one that issued, Jenna Griswold, which is the one that issued the demand. And uh, got law enforcement come in on, on trumped up charges uh, without my being able to defend. Yeah. No, no, it was. Yeah. No, it was a, well, I wasn't there, so. Um, she wasn't it, there. It was a DA uh, person and um, trying to think I of just who think else was there. What, what, you know, this is it. What a wake-up call, though. All of you politicians are their representatives. We have 47 states represented here. Yes, that's awesome. No, that's 47 awesome. states represented. These are the, you guys are all, you guys are all the patriots here. You used to come here for your state. You're not afraid that they put a camera on you, your CNNs. You know Fox ain't here, but those CNNs and put a camera out here so you live in fear. You guys bravely came. You bravely came here because you know what? A lot of you probably had fear going, oh, if I come there and be seen there, you know, I'm going to be a target. We can't, well, you know what? When there's 50 million or 100 million or 200 million or 300, we can't all be targets then. You know, you can't all be targets. That's why we got to get out the word now and not live in fear. The more we tell, the more we tell to the world what's going on in this country, you know, what went on. This, this happens all the time. On our election. This happens all the time. Love there, right? And then you have these bad Yeah, that's what they do. A lot of secretaries. But I guess, you know, only a few people are qualified. Millie Weaver was arrested. Bergie has been under lawfare. I've been under lawfare. I had a whole state crawl up my ass, and they found absolutely nothing. So instead, they filed slandering things. This is real. This happens. She's lucky she has them with her. She's really lucky. And then, because that movie needs to be sent out worldwide. Did you guys see that yet? I mean, it's amazing. But tell us more about the Secretary of State. In your state. Well, I mean, Gateway Pundit just released a story letting us know where all of her funding came from. Would you like to know how Jenna Griswold was, her election was paid for? You know, it's Soros as always. They are planting and positioning people. And that's why this is so important that we get to the bottom of the voting. We have to know and understand what's going on with the voting systems in every state. Because they're taking over, the progressive leftists are taking over our states by stealing our elections. And if we can prove it... We have to prove it. We have to do what's necessary to get it out to the public and get it out to the forefront. We have 64 counties in Colorado, and we have one clerk who would stand up for us and who would fully investigate 
And you know, you, you can never know what the fallout is going to be of being brave and coming forward. But what else is there? What else is there? This is what we've got. And we've got to protect what we have. It's our obligation. It's our duty, as Colonel Sean Smith said. Speaking as someone who's have, come face to face with Soros, we will lose he's not the puppet master. Anymore, is it? <laughs> no. I should really tell you who funded her. Being able to communicate because of the media being the worst blockers. And of, of, they're, the, they're the enemy of the people, too. The media, the Absolutely. bad media. They know who we are. We know who the good ones are. But there's very few. The journalists in this country. You know what? We'll see what the headlines are going to be tonight. We'll find out. Gee, you're, you're talking about this raid. How do you think they're going to twist it? You know, we'll have to wait for that to come. Is it already in the news? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it already, the news is Probably, Oh, yeah. They, they Somehow they always know ahead of time. It's amazing. Yeah, isn't that something? It's amazing. They probably know what's going to happen tomorrow. Just a minute. Oh, they already got the narrative wrote up. That's right. Oh, seriously. Fold gate or dust gate? I, I, I mean, my, my stuff that I have, as you can see those packets going by, it's all about the cyber attack, capturing all that data on the election. And these guys brought me this on, on January 9th. All the other stuff, there's so many other things that went on, but I have stayed hyper-focused on it because we already have the evidence. This is what you need to know, everybody. We already had the evidence. They had the evidence in November, December, but we didn't have the evidence we needed. We needed to get rid of the, the machine evidence. We needed to know this cyber attack because if we had evidence for other stuff and it flipped states the election, it didn't matter. We wouldn't be where we're at right now. Remember, we got to get rid of the machines, melt them down, make prison bars out of them, and we got that's it. We do. That's all. Yes. I remember you. All right, come on up. Come on up. Well, good evening, everyone. I'm Virginia State Senator Amanda Chase. I'm a second-term state senator. Hi to the folks back home. I am the only legislator from Virginia here. And I know that there are many of you who are legislators here as well. And I'd ask you to stand at this time so maybe we can connect later today. If you're a legislator, can you stand up? Thank you. So what I want to tell you, what I want to tell you, there we go, is um, so I'm in session right now, and I am skipping. I, for six years, I've never missed a day in the Senate. For six years. And I chose to come here because I believe that your heart is in the right place. As a small businessman, and let me tell you something. Um, Mike Lindell has put his personal fortune on the line. He's been attacked, persecuted. I want you to know I have been too, but I'll tell you that later. And so we've got a band together, and I've never been more encouraged to be here because... Like I said, in Richmond, we're in session right now. They have, I'm just, and I got censured in the Senate for saying this. The 2020 presidential election was stolen. And then I had the audacity to go to the January 6th Stop the Steal rally to stand with my president. Uh, I was cited for being an insurrectionist by three Republicans and the rest of the Democratic Party. 
They stripped me from every last one of my committees. They put me in the corner. They built a plexiglass wall around me on the floor of the Senate Shaming. because I refused to wear a mask because I think that's socialism. They have stolen the House, the Senate. I live in a Marxist in a Marxist state right now, and I'm pissed. I'm one of those moms in 2015 who got really pissed off and ran against an establishment Republican, a rhino, and I won. <laughs> But let me go back to, they're in session right now packing our courts. And that's what they're gonna try to do in your legislatures next. They're gonna steal, they're gonna steal your house, your Senate, your governor's races. Then they're going after your courts. They're doing that today in Virginia. And I left the floor of the Senate. And by the way, I wanna thank um, Josh Barnett and David Jose for, and Heather Mitchell for, helping us because I actually, uh, Wendy Rogers, State Senator Wendy Rogers and Sonny Borelli um, hosted my team in Arizona when they were doing the audit and they were teaching us how to submit notices and affidavits. Well, guess what? Here's some good news. Yesterday on the floor of the Senate, because the governor called a special session, I decided I'd take advantage to let them know that I wasn't real happy that they rejected my budget amendment for $70 million out of the $4.3 billion federal dollars of our taxpayer money they were spent. I figured, you know, $70 million is nothing, right? For restoring our integrity in our elections and the confidence of our voters. They would not even accept my budget amendment. And so during the conference report, I said, well, I think you're missing something here. We're missing a $70 million budget amendment by we the people and the people of Virginia, not legislators, we the people. They gave me, they drove to my house the night before session, brought me 4,000, over 4,000 notices and some affidavits. And I had those with me on the floor of the Senate yesterday. And guess what? Guess what? Here it comes, here it comes. So I let, I gave him a courtesy. I said, I have a big surprise for you today. And so I served during session yesterday, 4,000 notices and affidavit, some affidavits to the Senate of Virginia and is recorded. It is documented online in Virginia, virginiageneralassembly.gov. You can go see it there. Washington Post was there. Richmond Times Dispatch was there all the media, they sit right in front of me on the floor of the Senate. And I told them yesterday, we, we actually went, before we got on the plane yesterday to come, I said, to tomorrow and the rest of this week, they're gonna be meeting through Wednesday. I'm not gonna participate in your packing of the courts and people are gonna know that I did not participate in this because I'm gonna be in South Dakota with Mike Lindell. Thank you. But what I want to say is this, I want to thank Dr. Frank because he's come to Virginia and been on some of our calls. We have a, in Virginia, we have a call that we, that I spearhead twice a week to bring all of the grassroots leaders in Virginia to discuss what we're going to do and to put together the evidence.
but I want to encourage those of you who live in a Democrat trifecta that you can still do something. You've got to mobilize the people just like the left did all during the last summer with all the rioting and the looting and all of that. That's right. And we must demand every single state across the United States of America, we have seen what they have shown us today. We have to have a forensic audit in every single state. Yeah. Every single one. Senator, you're, you're exactly right. And Senator, I just want to say, the people of Colorado are demanding a forensic audit in Colorado. So it's not a shock that the Secretary of State has chosen to weaponize her office. She, you know, when you talk about the election rules that are creating these Democrat states, mail-in ballots automatic, automatic voter registry. Uh, we have over 5,000 dead people who voted in Colorado. We have 25,000 people who don't live in the state of Colorado who voted. Um, we have new rules saying that we can't have outside audits, that only the Secretary of State can audit her own yeah. self. Since when do we trust the government? When do they ever audit themselves? When do they ever tell themselves no? It's never happened. There are other foolish rules that come into play. Being able to print off your own ballot at your own home. I'm sure that's going to go over real well. I, I feel um, that this is going to be a very integral election the next time around. We believe that these people are creating rules to cover up what they've already done. And Virginia is such a great example of that, full of amazing conservatives who've been robbed of their birthright of freedom there. It's the home of our nation, Virginia. Do you know? Do you know when you bring up there, you brought up how many dead people? Stuff. Say that again. Over five thousand dead people voted in okay. Colorado. Now let me tell you this: we've talked about this all day, everybody. What does that prove? Five thousand dead people didn't vote. They vote. They used. They needed them for the two thousand ten census report for the cyber hack from That's China. Right. If the Dr. Frank proved down there that you can do in every single state. If you get, what do you need to get? The registration voter rolls, right? That's when right. he started out getting them, everybody could get them. Do you know now try and get it from your state, from your secretary of state? Exactly. They can't. They blocked it. That's right. They blocked it. So you, when you talk about dead people voting and all this stuff, every single thing proves one thing. Of course they didn't vote. You think one person went out there and said, filled out 5,000 things? It's no. because of the world we're in cyber forensic cyber attacks that when you can take a you can take anything you can go take uh the pipeline thing you can hack into credit cards they can get money hack into businesses they can get this but you know what when you take an election you take everything in one grab that's right because you know what if we'd have waited any longer look what's happened to we skipped over um socialism right to communism Every day that goes by, you're seeing stuff getting done that doesn't help anybody in this country, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. They're taking our country and destroying it piece by piece and as fast as they can. It's like we're in a race. We're in a race. That's right. And there is no 2022 or 2024 unless we address 2020. That's right. That's right. So I, I was, I was. And then I want to say this. All the po all the politicians, like all. I agree with him. What have I said? So many well, people, even in my state, are like, "So and so is running. You need to go. Fuck it. That person shouldn't be running. That person should be running to say, hey, 'Hey, I'm gonna run once we fix 2020.' If they're running, they're not on your side." Impact that. Of course, I didn't pay attention. But you think of it; it affects every single thing we do. They can make the new rules, and it's over. 
It's over. But I have met, out of all the politicians I met, and I met on both sides, Republicans, Democrats, it didn't matter. People that are even in government that aren't even elected down there. And here's what I have found. 99% of them, it's, it's a high number, either have a party agenda or a, a political agenda or a personal agenda. And that is that is bizarre. I mean, I can count on two hands, including our great president, Donald Trump, that he, he had one agenda to help our country and people, right. all people, right. all people. So when we get the selection fixed and we melt down those machines and make them into prison bars and we get the selection pulled down and get that righted, then from that point on, not only are you going to have the best elections here and in the world, but we're going to elect, we're going to elect politicians that have the people's back. Amen. Right. That's right. So I can leave. So. So, you know, real fast, too. I know, Amanda, you want to finish, but I do want to just take a moment and acknowledge one of the major instigators and fire, fire starters in America right now is Dr. Frank and his movement with these amazing super moms all throughout the nation. I know a lot of you guys are here today. And I think that's why we're here with Clerk Peter. She's a gold star mom. She's a super mom who saw a need and stepped in and filled it. And we moms have such a calling on our lives. And Amanda, you're such an example of that too. So I just, we are gonna do this. We're not gonna stop because our babies deserve to go up. They deserve to grow up in a free nation. And let me tell you something. The thing that the media keeps asking me is give me the proof. Show me the proof. We're yeah. show and so here's my answer to that. You <laughs> show me show an proof. election integrity audit and I'll show you the proof. Yes. To, uh, I, I've, I've done three tweets, I think. I'm not a big social media person. I've done three tweets, I think, in my entire life. One of them was my body, my right, when it comes to the, the uh, jab. And the other one was uh, that to Senator Toomey in Pennsylvania when he kept saying things that I knew were, were incorrect. And so I put a tweet out and I said, you know, I said, Okay, number one, you can run a ballot through a Dominion system more than once. Yeah. Number two, if there was a nefarious actor, they can program that, that computer to do whatever they want it to do. And, and then I said a couple other things uh, at the end of that tweet, as much characters as I had. And I said, either you're uh, complicit or you're dirty. Look at Eric Coomer. Ooh, I unleashed the media, boy. I tell you, I got it. And what they try to do is they try to shame you and they try to put you down to shut you up. And so, so I have the Secretary of State leaning on our Colorado County Clerks Association, 64 counties in Colorado. And he calls me up, he goes, Tina, you know, you gotta, you gotta tone it down. And I said, well, let me ask you something. So Matt, is it true? that you can, number one, I said that you can run as many ballots as you want through the Dominion software? He goes, yeah. I said, number two, if there was a nefarious actor, could they write you know, scripts in there to do whatever they want to do? And he goes, yeah. I said, so what's the problem? And he couldn't answer. The problem is the truth. But I was shamed. I'm still, I'm still being persecuted. They can't that. find fraud because they're not looking for it. They don't want it and you anything. can't find fraud because they won't let you look for it. Right. But the elections belong to us. They belong to us. If you find an elected official who will stand with the people, stand with them. That's right. Where, 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 where and if where? they won't, remove them from office because right. they're unfit. They're unfit. What, where were my bipartisan judges 
today to witness the Secretary of State being in my office, the Democrat Secretary of State being in my office, doing who knows what kind of little doo-doo with my machines. Where were the bipartisan set of judges? Where was my representation exactly. in there? And you know what? That's the problem. They're using fear tactics to scare everyday average people yeah. into being quiet. And we've got it. We are, we have to be, we are patriots. Think of our founding fathers who risked right. everything to stand up to the tyrants, right? You have yeah. to stand up to these tyrants. And that's every Just last takes one, one of you. Just takes one, and one don't of fear the media anymore. That's right. They can't hurt us anymore. They lie. They don't talk like Fox. You know what? And don't be afraid if someone calls you something from the media or Alan Duke at Facebook fact checkers put your something your that something's not true. It's just the opposite. Just like when we say the big lie is the big lie. It is. Anything they say is folk fake news is real news, and anything they say you go the opposite. We it's pretty easy, right? And I'll tell you what, yeah. you want to stick with journalists. You stick with the yeah. ones that are out there telling the truth. We hope that this, during this symposium, these three days, that we bring journalism back. You bring media back to telling that. The problem is we've right. seen the video. Soros has bought all the media. I could go. I can go down media and who owns together. it and stuff. This is our voice of free speech. If you have that, you have yes. it all. You take an election. You have the media. You can put out your own narrative. We don't know why you're on the way here. She gets her office raided. We're going to find out. Well, the, the timing is unbelievable because the solutions are here. You are the solution. John Wayne is dead and the Calvary is not coming. We are the answer. We are. We're the solution. We are what we are looking for. And that's what this time together is for, is to come up with those solutions to protect one another and defend our right to preserve our own backyards. Like I said, no one will remember me. People crown themselves and no one will... I don't want to say that. Okay. I'm pissed because you guys did all that. You guys have done all that. <clears throat> Forgive me, but I get really, really angry. And I know I shouldn't because it's only, um, it's only making me sad. It's just making me sad. Oh, my thing was disconnected. Give me a second. Let me see. Give me a second, guys. I'll fix this. Give me a second. All right. It's working now, right? It's working. All right. Sorry about that. I think that um, my uh, <laughs> my system was acting a little bit funny. Um, they've done a lot of hard work and they've tried to put together evidence to show everything we already know, which is important. Right. We need chain of custody. We need to be able to have that. I understand it. I know that a lot of you get upset when you see things and you're like, wait a minute, we already talked about that. Like, why is it suddenly something big? We already know we don't fear the media. What are they going to do? Talk smack about us? All right, so who cares? That's the thing. Nobody nobody cares. Funny story, though. Do you guys know where I was going to Dallas? From Dallas, do you guys know where I was going to after Dallas? And my flight was canceled and I had to skip that city? I was going to Denver. <laughs> I was going to Denver and then from Denver, I was supposed to hop on a flight with my eldest daughter before her deployment so that we can ride together down to Florida. True story. So um, I missed my flight to Denver that night from Dallas. 
And so, um, and the reason was, is because uh, I had to meet with uh, someone uh, from Dominion, uh, a whistleblower, an actual whistleblower. They don't even trust Mike Lindell. They don't, and I don't know why. I mean, I would trust them, but they don't. So um, I'm meeting with this whistleblower at another time, or I may have met with them already. Who knows? Uh, only time will tell. Only time will tell. The fact of the matter is, um, you know, back in early March, I had stated that you need to look out for a state, you know, with a C in it. And the reason I said it was to give you a heads up. We already knew, but again, CAA is everywhere too. So please don't be discouraged like I am because I get very discouraged. I get really discouraged, uh, super discouraged when I see people dismissing. Um, when I see people dismissing your actions and it upsets me. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a mom, right? It's like a mom, you know, when, when I see you guys doing such amazing things and, and then, you know, they just dismiss it or, you know, that Virginia state legislator, amazing woman, you guys did that in the Virginia group. That's incredible. You guys did that. Remember that every little piece you do counts because we're the news. No other aggregation of patriots exists bigger than what you've created. So I want you to remember that. Um, and remember that um, <laughs> we already win. And uh, it's all changing. Now, let's go back to the anthrax vaccine before I show you the case. But before we do, I want to take you to this guy. I've actually contacted him to see if I can get him on or even employ him uh, to file a few things. Um, uh, I, I still have one, two Ethereums left <laughs> so that I can pay this guy to actually help us. And let me show you things that he's been talking about. Really great guy. Here we go. Of disabledveterans.org. And I wanted to circle around here after all the hubbub this week about the anthrax uh, vaccine memo, the now infamous anthrax vaccine memo. I wanted to talk with uh, you all about what we found after uh, things evolved over this week and to kind of circle in with uh, basically kind of a conclusion. We know uh, soup to nuts here that the anthrax memo uh, surfaced over the weekend that it became viral. Uh, one of the individuals who I consider a friend of mine forwarded it to me and asked me if it was authentic. Of course, we started to then have to look at it, right, to see uh, what we thought. You know, and myself, I'm, I'm an attorney uh, and, and a journalist and I spend a lot of time authenticating things and understanding where they come from and sourcing documents and stories and, and tracking that down for my readers on disabledveterans.org and also, of course, in my work as an attorney. Um, so I spend a lot of time doing this and have friends that do it as experts. And we ended up, you know, taking a good look at this and ended up concluding, of course, uh, as you know, from the earlier article that it was an authentic memo, that it essentially says what it says. It's signed. It appears to be authentic. It has a cert. And we were able to, you know, at least get to the bottom of uh, the memo being 
a real memo, not a scam, not a not a fake, not a fraud, uh, but a real memo. And uh, that then we uh, realized that there was some brouhaha uh, brewing about it, and the trolls came out and. And I wanted to walk through this because it, it occurred to me through talking with another individual that uh, what we saw here was very similar to what veterans deal with, with the disability, uh, disability compensation and with the DOD. And so what we end up with is kind of a, a thing that we know is more or less true, but you know, the re knee-jerk reaction of the institution is to deny immediately in the most harshest language imaginable, and then gradually kind of walk it back. So I wanted to show you what we realized here this week, because it's very similar to what veterans experience when they get a disability. And you go in for the disability, I, I'm no different than many, where I filed you know, numerous different injuries, even you know some that I believe are possibly related to anthrax and my reaction to it. Um, and, and everything was denied with the exception of one thing, I got 10%. And then over the course of the next like almost 15 years, I had to fight, even became an attorney to finally win my case and and then I won, and uh, now I'm at 100% permanent in total, and I'm you know very proud of the fact that I was able to do that. But uh, begrudgingly, it took me becoming an attorney to be able to win my own case. Imagine that. And even then, I'm fighting for the you know correct effective date, so it never ends. But um, but what ends up you know what we realize here is that we have a situation where information came out, the DoD you know came after it. I believe the institution uh, tried to spin it. And, uh, they, you know, I'll, I'll get into that here in a second. So essentially here's the memo. I have a great friend of mine, uh, Francis white, who's going to summarize this at the end of this clip. Um, and basically it is what it says it is. It's a memo. It's written tasking order, nothing fancy. This isn't written by VA attorneys or DOD attorneys. This is a, you know, master sergeant probably somewhere in Korea. And they wanted to identify veterans or service members, rather, who were or possibly affected by what they believe is a bad batch. And then he highlights that they may be able to get some possible veterans benefits, right? Seems pretty innocuous to me, not a big deal. But when you read all the brouhaha about it, you would think, man, this is like scorched earth here. What, what exactly happened? Um, so, you know, we know here that it's certified, you know, it says valid, you know, what, what, what is this? You know, it's certainly not... Uh, uh, certainly not completely baloney. So I wanted to take a look, you know, I'll get into the memo in a bit with uh, Francis, but here's, let's take a look at the news and how the news evolved. So I initially published the story here and we exposed that it was at least authentic, right? Meaning that it, it more or less is what it says it is. It's a memorandum. Uh, it probably came from the army and here, Hey, look, it's a DOD it's certified, right? So we know more or less that it's beyond repudiation and it is what it is, you know? Uh, there may be errors in it or something, but it, it more or less is what it says it is. Then um, we ended up first with a, uh, you know, this is what I had seen initially. So this is from Francisco Urena on Facebook. He comes out, it's a scam. And I was like, well, who is this guy? And realized, oh my gosh, he's the secretary of the Massachusetts uh, Department of Veterans Services. So that's the equivalent of the state version of the VA that they have in every state. So he came out, looked at the memo, apparently a screenshot of the memo, and didn't look any further into it. And then concludes, it's a scam. Don't share your personal information. This is not how VA claims are filed. Well, it's not what the, it's a, it says it's from the Army. It has nothing to do with filing VA disability whatsoever. The purpose of it is to find soldiers who took the anthrax vaccine. That's what it says. <laughs> so uh, not a scam, at least, uh, because we know it's an authentic memo. Um, then we have the, uh, let's see here. So that came out. 
then we have the next story. This is the, then after I published what I published, it was authentic. Then this came out again, another screenshot. You can't really authenticate much from a screenshot, especially from Facebook. Don't try to do that. It's probably not going to work out. And so what this person is talking about here, because of course they're saying army memo spreads false information. Well, what's false in it? Well, we don't really know. According to this article, we just know that um, well, the memos based off uh, probably distorted and ultimately circulated online. Well, wait, so distorted information like what? And so you start to look at it. Well, this is a, a text from somebody who is named in the memo, a guy named Norris. And, you know, so he explains here basically like I didn't actually write this memo, but my name was included without running it by me. Like, OK, so that obviously you didn't write it. Your name's not on it. Then he's researching and he says it's legit, but then he gets into it with his buddy, apparently, who shares it, which is, you know, I'd be probably pretty uh, frustrated about this. But yeah, see, he says it's illegitimate and done without his knowledge or permission. Well, illegitimate, like it's a memo and it's DOD certified. So what exactly is going on? And he says, between you and me, here's the original email. Poorly written and clearly states that it's not official yet. Oh, okay, but that doesn't mean the information is false. Um, unfortunately, an officer slapped my name and ran with it as a point of contact. Well, so what? You know, he's not the person making the assertion. Um, and we know that there's something going on. Those who have received the anthrax series at Fort Campbell. Okay, so something's up here. Um, so, you know, again, interesting. So what's going on? Well, after they published this, so this is by a company called Entercom, Connecting Vets, and it's a marketing company that, um, you know, is trying to break into the market, I think, for military.com as competition, something like that. Um, you know, they tend to be more kind of like uh, parroting what I think the VA kind of wants people to say, if that makes sense. Uh, perhaps they have a contract with the VA or something. Who knows? So I just wanted to say something, and this is a shout out to Patrick Berge. And during our meeting, and it's totally off topic because someone talked about this, the CAC cards. So um, one thing that he pointed out that nobody ever looks at is the actual cards, the key cards that they use to get to the machines. That itself can rewrite freaking software. No one's looked at that. This is the problem, is that they don't listen to people that actually know how these dirty clowns work. You know, nobody looks at that. They look at all the data and statistics and how they stole it. We saw it live. Nobody ever looks at the cat cards. That's right. And Patrick, when we met with um, Burn last week, last weekend, um, you know, he mentioned it again. It's important that, you know, when you're doing these things that you don't have righteous people, you have people that have worked with, with the very worst because they can tell you what they're up to and they can think of things that, you know, they can't. So when you hear people say, well, you know, they can't say shit on Patrick Berge, but they can, they can call him salty. They could say whatever they want. And he doesn't help himself. Like I've told him, because if nobody talks about it, then they're bad, which is true, but not also true because a lot of people can't wrap their heads around it. No matter how important they think they are, they just don't get how important it is. And also, a lot of generals don't want this shit out there because they want to use this shit too. So, um, so I think I need to be going to California very soon. Um, 
my God, Patrick, I can't believe you're saying that stuff. I'm not even going to post it. So, um, oh, total distraction. So going back to the veterans, <laughs> going back to the, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not even going to repeat what he put on there because it'll be immortalized. At least, um, the chat will dissipate at some point. So, um, as I said, they've tried this before. They did it in the nineties. They said that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and there wouldn't, there weren't any. On top of that, they also said that they had missiles with anthrax and they were spraying chemtrails with aerosolized anthrax. And I want us to, again, focus on this. Soldiers do not get VA benefits due to bad anthrax and to any vaccines. So all the soldiers right now that are going in and are forced to take this, if they have any repercussions, they're not due any benefits. You'll be more homeless than a homeless guy. You're going to be more homeless than an illegal alien. They get money, clothes, and a house. You get diddly squat, even though you served your country. So I want every single person that is serving, may be serving, has been serving, stand your ground. You know, you don't even need to play the game. Why aren't you? I mean, okay, with the military, stick by the religious thing. Tell them you're a Jehovah Witness. Whoa, that's over. Conversation is over. Change your denomination, Jehovah Witness, you're done. They can't touch you. They don't even take blood. So again, that's why I kept joking. We're all going to be Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> so again, again, our soldiers need to know that we are behind them. And that is something they don't feel because nobody's talking about it. They're, they're like, we need to focus on this. No, we need to focus on everything. And we're over 120 million strong. We can multitask. We're not retards. I have to say, my listener base is one of the most educated, smart, active. There are people that have taken their oath and they take it seriously. So, um... Unlike, unlike people that follow someone who, okay, guys, I never knew this about this guy named Truth Hammer. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm laughing just thinking about it. <clears throat> Comparing apples to oranges, okay? So he has a supposed audience, right? And he tells the truth. <laughs> I can't. But he clearly says, I've shared my father's resume and he was, he had a Q clearance. Really? Nobody cares. You know, what did you become intelligent via osmosis? I don't know that you can be an intelligence. I mean, that's actually a joke between me and Patrick Berge because people that are in intelligence are usually fucking stupid. So uh, plain out, right? They don't have smart people working in intelligence. All right. They don't. They do not. So the fact that he, he's been getting his credibility because his dad served and therefore as a small business owner, he's qualified to tell you what's true and what's not. And he knows exact. Oh my gosh. Like 
Who even who even saw and said, yep, that's totally credible? Shit. I'm going to say, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't. I can't. I, I just can't. I can't. I never claim to tell people the truth. Yep. Hundreds of screenshots came in saying you did. So, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people fall wayside. Oh my gosh, I digress. Bergie, why have you done this to me? So again, you guys are intelligent. So I believe you understand what I'm telling you. Our military right now is feeling completely alone. They know that the minute they sign on that dotted line that they are property of the U.S. government. But on the other hand, they also have rights, regardless. And their rights are in that UCMJ. It's in there. It's in there. And they can stand up. And what they need to know is that we're going to be right there behind them. Just like I've told everyone in the groups when I see people, well, they gave me a mandate. Don't fucking respond. But they told me, let them. They will never fire you. The Department of Labor of your state cannot refuse you any benefits if they fire you for not getting a vaccine. If you resign, you're on your freaking own. Don't resign. Let them fire you. Let them fire you. Let them fire you. So just so you guys understand this anthrax thing better, I want to play another video clip about this dead army vaccine. Hold on. Where is it? With this it vaccine. It was just weeks out. Okay. The vaccine or how weeks after everything, um, this guy committed suicide because they said that he sent himself a letter on 9-11 claiming that, um, you know, that he sent it. No, they claimed that he sent it to himself. You know, the inventor of the actual chemtrail. It was just weeks after the 2001 terror attacks and the nation was traumatized again. Anthrax being sent through the mail. Five people ended up dead and no suspect in custody. Now a top U.S. biodefense researcher has apparently committed suicide, just as the Justice Department was about to file criminal charges against him in the case. The scientist, Brucey Ivins, died Tuesday at a suburban Washington hospital. He had worked for the past 18 years at the government's biodefense labs at Fort Detrick, Maryland, and according to the Los Angeles Times, had been told about the impending prosecution. This was a, a very finely powdered form of anthrax uh, that was sent in letters. Uh, to a number of people. Um, there has long been suspicion that someone at uh, Fort Detrick uh, was involved. Ivan's brother, Tom, confirmed to the Associated Press that his brother did commit suicide from apparently taking a massive dose of prescription Tylenol mixed with codeine. I have had nothing to do in any way, shape, or form with the mailing of these anthrax letters. The government's investigation into the anthrax deaths first centered around Stephen Hatfield. The FBI labeled him a person of interest. But just last month, he was exonerated and paid nearly $6 million to settle a lawsuit he had filed against the Justice Department. Let me tell you something about this case. Who's on that screen? Damn. Can you recognize this guy? All right. So let me tell you about this. So when they realized 
Um, there were no weapons of mass destruction. Well, we realized that later, right? <laughs> but um, when they realized that this whole anthrax scare wasn't going to work, um, they decided to actually take it up a notch, you know, and CGI'd a few planes that can, this supersonic planes, mind you, from the 50s that can cut through steel like butter. And suddenly all these letters went out and they assumed it was for, from Fort Detrick because, you know, they were the ones messing about with it, right? And so it happened that they were looking at that senator because he happened to be the guy whistleblowing on the weapons of mass destruction and the whole shenanigans about anthrax and what they were pushing overseas that no one really bought into. Sounds really familiar. Besides the five deaths, 17 other people were sickened, many of them postal workers. Some of the letters were sent to members of Congress and to members of the media in both New York and Florida. Ivans was one of the nation's leading biodefense researchers, co-authoring numerous anthrax studies. Back in 2003, uh, received a, uh, the highest honor given to Defense Department civilian employees uh, for helping to solve technical problems in the manufacture of anthrax. So far, neither the Justice Department nor the FBI are commenting. Or Larisi Associated Press. Yeah, you know, um, anthrax, guys, uh, you could just take a course of antibiotics and it's pretty much done. It's done. You don't have any problems after that. What? Yeah, that's what happens. Anthrax, not a really big deal. But let's go to 2008. Well, it's actually, yeah, 2008. A report from the FBI. Yes, from the FBI. So interesting. Listen to what he says. Oh, listen, who is saying what he says? I just want you to yeah, pay attention. A seven-year mystery solved. We are confident that Dr. Ivans was the only person responsible for these attacks. The government has released dozens of documents. It says prove Army microbiologist Bruce Ivans was behind the 2001 anthrax attacks that killed five and chilled a nation. Among them, one alleging Ivans had sole custody of highly purified anthrax spores with certain genetic mutations identical to the poison from the attacks. Another saying he was not able to give a good enough explanation for late lab work hours around the time of the attacks, painting a picture of a deeply troubled genius bordering on desperation at being caught and who... I just want to put a little parenthesis here. So, you know, a lot of people looked into this. It was a quite interesting case when you look at all the files. And he logged in all his time using a freaking cat card. <laughs> and like Berkey says, no one looks at those. But if you actually look at the cat logs, it wasn't the original card he had. So someone else was logging in as him. Killed himself as authorities closed in. We stand here today firmly convinced that we have the person who committed those attacks. And we are confident that had this gone to trial we would have proved him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Before the government made the information public, it provided details to the victim's families, inviting them here to the FBI's headquarters, a long-awaited briefing for many who say they've been full of questions for years. The relatives spent several hours inside and left without speaking to reporters. New Jersey Congressman Chris Smith was in another Justice Department briefing on Capitol Hill. It paints, I think, a very compelling picture 
uh, you know, there's no airtight cases, but they're probably the most compelling part of the evidence stream uh, is, is the issue of microbial forensics where they were able to pinpoint that the anthrax that did, that killed five people and wounded several others, injured several others, uh, came from his lab. He created it and he maintained it. Ivan's lawyer has steadfastly maintained his client's innocence. They keep saying his lab. Wasn't it the army lab? Saying it would have been proven if Ivan's was still alive. The government says it regrets not having the chance to take the case to a jury. Sagar Megani, The Associated Press, Washington. Oh, we all regret that. Now, speaking of anthrax, here's something very interesting. Coming out of Kenya, of course. Coming out of Kenya, Kenya, Kenya. Oh, and this is um before um, COVID, just so you know. This happened uh, a year before COVID. Nakuru National Park have been vaccinated against anthrax following the death of two cows in Elbagon, Nakuru County. The mass vaccination comes even as about 14 buffaloes at the Lake Nakuru National Park died of the disease. The Department of Veterinary Services in Nakuru says it has also quarantined all the livestock in the affected El Bagun area, with the public being cautioned against touching the carcasses of dead livestock and eating uninspected meat. The vaccination campaign continues on Thursday, targeting livestock in Joro area. So weird. We I'm, learned today I'm, the anthrax scare involving... Hold on. I'm of the fact that, um, you know, it'll be quite interesting to see what operations were being carried out at that time under what military industrial complex in Kenya when that outbreak happened. So weird, right, Fauci? The anthrax scare involving the U.S. military is more serious than first thought. More than two dozen people may have been exposed to live anthrax, which can be deadly. Chip Reed has been looking into this. Over the past two months, anthrax was sent via FedEx from a U.S. Army laboratory in Utah to 18 government and private laboratories in nine states and to a U.S. base in South Korea. The anthrax spores, which were being studied to find better ways to defend against anthrax, were supposed to be dead. But last Friday, a lab in Maryland notified the Pentagon and the Centers for Disease Control that the anthrax spores it received were still alive, inhaling live anthrax can be lethal. The CDC is testing the other batches but presumes they are alive too. But at least four people in U.S. laboratories who were exposed to the anthrax and 22 more in Korea are being given antibiotics, though the CDC says it's being done only as a precaution and so far no one has shown any anthrax symptoms. Today, General Ray Odierno, the Army Chief of Staff, said the Utah base followed normal procedures, and he added, the best I can tell, it was not human error. But University of Florida professor Kenneth Burns disagrees. He says the Army lab should have double-checked its work. They should have been tested to see, in fact, whether they really were inactivated. And my guess is that uh, that probably wasn't done adequately. The CDC says the risk to the public, including the FedEx workers who handled the packages, is almost zero. Charlie? Thanks, Chip. We learned today. Right. So they sent anthrax, live anthrax, via mail, right, through FedEx. Through FedEx. No big deal. Nothing to see here. Like, why are you getting your panties in a twist, woman? Right? <laughs> Nothing to see here, of course. Now, let me tell you how the military does have really, really, really 
covert operations. And in not a bad sense. Remember, we have people that are heading, brigadiers, generals right now, that are heading divisions of, let's say, the Marine Corps, that are pretty big starters. And not only that, people that, what do they call it? They call them glass ceilings. I would like to read something, and then I'll tell you who wrote it. In the halls of the Pentagon and on Capitol Hill, military, civilian, and congressional leaders regularly discuss the readiness of our armed forces. Department of Defense leadership, including service secretaries and service chiefs, testify annually to Congress about the readiness of their forces. We commit resources to building it, develop metrics to measure it, and strive to create and maintain more of it. But what exactly is readiness? As the chiefs of services increasingly pulled in multiple directions in both time and space, we have an increasing number of both formal and informal discussions on what readiness really means and what it should mean. This article is a continuation of those discussions. And while there are only two service chiefs on the byline, we have had like-minded conversations with, all, with our fellow service chiefs, the chief of staff of the Army, chief of naval operations, and chief of space operations. Our argument is simple. The joint force requires a holistic, rigorous, and analytical framework to assess readiness properly. Over past decades, readiness has become synonymous with availability, largely a measure of military units available for immediate deployment and ready to fight tonight, while capability took on a lesser role in the calculation. Perhaps appropriate from an earlier era, this framework for readiness is poorly suited to an environment characterized by great power competition. It largely ignores the capability of these ready forces and begs the question, ready for what? As the recently released Bipartisan Future of Defense Task Force Report 2020 states, the national security challenges the United States faces today are existential, and they cannot be met by simply doubling down on old models of policy and investments. Emphasis added. Our current readiness model strongly biases spending on legacy capabilities for yesterday's missions at the expense of building readiness in the arena of a great power competition and investing in modern capabilities for the missions of both today and tomorrow. Hmm, that sounds super interesting. Super duper interesting. Very interesting. In fact, the person who wrote this is Charles Q. Brown Jr., great general, first African-American general appointed by President Trump, right? And um, he served as a deputy commander of uh, CENTCOM at McDill Air Force Base in Florida. And before that, he was the commander of Air Force Central. He's considered to be one of the most influential people in this time. So he is the chief of staff of the United States Air Force at the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia. That is Charles Q. Brown. So there's one man. Now, the Air Force, for most of you that don't know, are changing um, their titles. 
the Air Force is changing how it's referring to its enlisted airmen in their detachments. This is very important. Starting on October 1st, superintendents will instead be referred to as senior enlisted leaders, SELs, as we know, um, which is something that Charles, that um, Chief of Staff General Charles Q. Brown and Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force Joanne Bass stated. They dated that on August 4th, and it was posted to the unofficial Air Force Facebook page, independently confirmed by Air Force Magazine. And it says... Today's modern threats call for a new level of teaming and partnerships to defend the security of our nation. To support this mission imperative, it is important that our duty titles reflect the key leadership roles many of our senior non-commissioned officers serve in. Superintendent, as a title, has usually been given in the Air Force to Chief Master Sergeant or a Senior Master Sergeant who serves as the top enlisted leader in a division or unit. And right now, there's 770 superintendents in the service. There will be no change in pay, no enlisted evaluations or closeouts prior to October 1st. We intentionally chose to avoid waiting to make this decision. As service, we will keep accelerating positive change when and where it is needed to align us towards our Air Force goals and priorities. Now, one would say, what's going on? Why is this happening? Well, it's something called joint forces, right? It's something that, um, you know, we need strategic approaches with other branches of the government. And I quote what he said, we can't predict the future, but we can definitely shape the future. Accelerate change or lose. And he says, so I think we have a window of opportunity to accelerate some of those changes. And personally, I'd rather drive than ride. I'd rather try to help shape what's going on versus sitting back, observing and being impacted by what's going on. This is all statements of General Charles Q. Brown. So I just wanted to, you know, introduce you to one of the generals today um, uh, of, you know, of the Air Force. And then I'm going to take you to Gary L. Thomas, who's a general of the United States Marine Corps. Pretty cool guy. Pretty cool guy. Actually, really cool guy. But we should talk about the other general. That's a Marine. But we should leave that for another time because this show is running pretty long. <laughs> so I just wanted to introduce you to some really important people within our military that are shaping our national security. And today I have been so busy talking to so many. Because strategies come from the most peculiar places. You know, when I was in, in, in school, and I, on my own, infiltrated, but I got a degree out of it, right? <laughs> Whatever. I, I need a paper to show. I took a shit ton of classes. I shadowed. I went into surgeries. I learned how to do some fun stuff. I mean, you never kill the village doctor, right? 
If I can pull out your appendix and I can sew you up if you've been shot or stabbed, you're not going to want to kill me. Next. But one thing I did learn is you will never learn about a patient by just following your doctor. You learn more about patient care from the nurses and the CNAs than the doctor. If you want to learn about the lab, <laughs> most of the time, you got to focus on the person that cleans it up. Because it's the people that you don't expect that have the wisdom and the pearls of knowledge that you need. Because it comes from the most unexpected places. Unexpected. And this is why you guys are doing such amazing things. Because in the end, it's people like you that aren't soldiers, right? That are moms, dads, small business owners, checkout people at Walmart <laughs> that have a better grasp on what it is to be an American citizen than anyone. So, hence the changes. So let's look at this amazing case that oh, we were going back and forth, back and forth. And someone so kind in the chat sent, hey, you know, the FDA, the FDA found a loophole. Yeah, we were looking at that too. And um, we were looking at that too because it was quite fascinating how they created a loophole, but it's not an ironclad loophole, Right. Because you can still submit comments to the agency, um, to the dockets management staff. You can still do it, but they got a loophole on COVID. doesn't matter. The facts of this case are ironclad. Again, can you see Mark Zaid? You know who Mark Zaid is, right? This is John Doe, number one, at all plaintiffs. So there was Jane Doe, um, one through six, if I'm not, yep. And Jane Doe, one through number six, so six plaintiffs bring an action to challenge the lawfulness of the government's anthrax vaccination immunization program, specifically plaintiffs who were members of active duty or National Guardsmen components of the armed forces and civilian contract employees of the Department of Defense who have submitted or have been instructed to submit to anthrax vaccinations without their consent pursuant to AVIP. It was like an order that the government decided to do. And they filed a no motion for summary judgment challenging the FDA's determination that the anthrax vaccine absorbed is licensed for the purpose of combating inhalation anthrax, also known as aerosolized or weaponized anthrax. Defendants, the Secretary of Defense, blah, blah, blah. So, See, even though the outcome of this memorandum of opinion, which when we go down here, we see that Judge Sullivan kind of copped out on this one, but he gave us pretty much what we needed. And, and that's what I was using. Judge Sullivan clearly said, well, you know, they should be open for comments and those are the rules. So I'm just going to let it happen because they're procedural challenges. That's how it was taken on. You know, you never get the mobster on knocking out Johnny Two two keys knees, but you get him out on tax fraud. But he did say something important. This court has an obligation to ensure that the FDA follow the law in order to carry out its vital role in protecting the public's health and safety. 
So by refusing to give the American public an opportunity to submit meaningful comments on the anthrax vaccine's classification, the agency violated the Administrative Procedural Act. While the policy of submitting comments on an agency's proposed order may be unusual, it is the course the agency chose to take, and this court shall ensure that the agency follows through on its head. This was them, right, filing it. Quickly. This is this is key. You can take this case and mold it and use it, but it is very important. The next paragraph. Congress has prohibited the administration of investigational drugs to service members without their consent. There you go. That is all you need. There it is. But where is it buried? Why aren't they telling people that? Hmm? Where are the fucking lawyers? I'm not a lawyer, right? I'm just a person with a really high IQ and an unfair advantage. Again, where are the lawyers? 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 Again, Congress has prohibited the administration of investigational drugs to service members without their consent. This court will not permit the government to circumvent this requirement. The men and women of our armed forces deserve the assurance that the vaccines our government compels them to take in their bodies have been tested by the greatest scrutiny of all, public scrutiny. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, curveball. So Congress has said no to investigational medications, but while, <laughs> but it must be taken to public scrutiny. Now, can you see why they want you to get the vaccine so bad, so bad? Because if well, the whole public took it, then that's the scrutiny of the public accepting it. And they don't have the fucking numbers. Do not let them take those numbers. Do not. You need to stand up for those soldiers. God knows. You know, one of the proudest moments I had was graduating boot camp. And I was so proud that day I got my orders. Little did I know that that morning my day was going to be changed by being visited by people telling me how awesome I was and how I don't need a uniform. And then the next day too, another group of people turned up. Sometimes I wonder if I was like, yeah, no, I think I like I want to go on the oiler in New Jersey and have to not be able to smoke cigarettes and be in the belly of the ship. Um, could have. I still serve my country. I didn't watch most of my kids grow, right? Both of them, very sporadic. I had to rely and trust that my husband was a good person. Like, who doesn't? Again, these people sacrifice everything. They sacrifice birthdays. Weddings, funerals, births. We should stand by them 100%. Public scrutiny. Where is the public scrutiny? This is what we need to do. Here's how we public scrutinize the shit out of it. We must write letters. And this is why I'm more angry than ever with these digital red string people and all these fucking people that are in high positions that could say, do it, file it. Send it, support our troops. They won't. 
They won't. Let's continue with a couple more sentences after public scrutiny. So again, the men and women of our armed forces deserve the assurance that the vaccines our government compels them to take and their bodies have been tested by the greatest scrutiny of all, public scrutiny. This is a process the FDA and its expert judgment has outlined, and it is the course this court shall compel the FDA to follow. Accordingly, the court ordered Plaintiff's motion for summary judgment is granted. The FDA's final rule and order is vacated and shall be remanded to the agency for consideration in accordance with this memorandum of opinion and order, unless and until the FDA properly classifies the ABA as a safe and effective drug for its intended use, an injunction shall remain in effect prohibiting the defendant's use of AVA on the basis that the vaccine is either drug unapproved for its intended use or an investigational new drug within the meaning of 10 USC 1107. Accordingly, the involuntary anthrax vaccination program as applied to all persons is rendered illegal, absent informed consent, or a presidential waiver, and it is further ordered that in light of finding with regard to the plaintiff's motion of summary judgment, defendant's motion for summary judgment is denied. So weird. So basically, all they have to do is get it approved by the FDA. But there are rules, but there's something called a presidential waiver. Huh. 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 So it's legal if they don't have informed consent or a presidential waiver. So weird. I'm dropping this link into the chat room uh, on Telegram just for you guys to see. We really need to support our troops. And we need to take this and run. But obviously I'm going to see the Patriots jump on it because they're running out of shit to talk about. You know, Um but it's so weird. They wanted to use anthrax, but they can't. Oh, look, breaking news. <laughs> Beijing, first pulmonary anthrax case in 10 years. Breaking news, so weird. It's almost like I knew. I'm just saying, you guys, like I'm, I'm tired and a lot of people get super upset can't stand. If someone tells me you shouldn't be salty, it's like I want to bitch slap them virtually because they have no idea what people have done to them. No idea. No idea. So here's what we got. So Kelly just filed her Supreme Court case. My affidavit is actually in that Supreme Court case. Just saying. Just like it's on in all other cases. Just saying. Anybody telling you that it was thrown out is lying. They actually didn't get it in time to two other states. So I call bullshit again. Bullshit, bullshit. Because it's in the cases. Hence why it's cited on court listener. But whatever. Uh, for the record, never been friends with Bill Gates. Been in the same room with him, of course. And I was actually quite chummy with Soros. <laughs> so again... When you're fighting in enemy territory, you want someone who knows the territory. Don't see what the concern is. And, you know, I think Bergie, Bergie is the one that made it clear, even though he compared me to Osama bin Laden, maybe me and him can have a, <laughs> a stereo and talk about that. Because that was, I was insulted, but I got what he said. 
So, um, so we have two things that we need to do organized and correctly. I'm, I'm very disappointed in people that have taken roles of guardians and creating other subgroups and all oh, the people there aren't doing the give. We can't help you. We can't run scripts and we can't check who the bots are and who your infiltrators are, who's part of the sunrise movement. That's watching your fucking group. If you're making your own groups and you may not like that, you're not told many things, but this is actually war. So anyone segregating wish them well. That's all I have to say. Wish them well. Um, because that's exactly what they want is division. You know, I would be so excited if we all made big ass groups with the other people. I don't trust them because I know I've seen some of their CAA contracts. Don't trust them at all. But um, so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and explain to you just how far and deep this is. You saw it yourself. You saw the people flanking the president. You're seeing people right now that are advocating for transparency, election fraud audits and shit like that, that are just doing it because they know they need Trump. When he's gone, it's freaking over. See, that's the thing. Every single one of them will be called out. Every You think that the people that are actually getting this stuff done, we have Mike Lindell or Patrick Byrne taking the stage. If they didn't have the purse strings, nope, they wouldn't. You got to think again. You got to take a step back and look, even though Patrick Byrne is a freaking genius, freaking genius. I love the crap out of him. He's smart. He's focused. And he is a damn patriot. I don't care what anybody says. Mike Lindell, the same thing. Same thing. Smart. And they love their country. And that's what counts. And that love, you can't. You can't, you can't fake it. You can't fake that kind of love. And it's, um, it's going to get really ugly now. It started. I mean, Jack Dorsey, day zero, little bitch. Wait till they find out what you're doing in Africa. Africans are going to take you out. They can run away from lions and everything. You can't run. Their leaders know that too. And their numbers are massive. Wait till the people in Africa rise up. Wait till they do. But they're waiting for us first. So let's do it. So on that note, I wanted to say, remember, everything they tell you isn't always true. You know, and, you know, things that Mike Lindell was saying about Dominion. I just wanted to share something. This was an article I did in 2019. Okay. This is 2019. Proof that auditing election machines cannot detect manipulation of votes. That was the first one. Had to do with Switzerland again. Seidel. This is from 2019. Doesn't even mention Dominion. Why are there so many ads on this? That's so bizarre. N nowhere does it mention Dominion. Actually, I gave them the way they can actually, um, uh, how they're actually done, where they do all the naughty stuff. Worked it out just right there schematics and everything math behind it how they encrypt it you know the whole nine yards just totally laid it out pulled their underwear down talked about the drop trap door the case study in estonia showed them how this stuff works right this is my handwriting right straightforward it's just algebra here it is some more changing the vote showing how it's done mathematically right done the decryption phase walking them through all of it 
Let's see. We have, oh, if you identify a problem, might as well offer the solution. I even gave him a solution of how you can actually vote. And here it is. This is how you would be able to vote correctly. Voter, voter reception, paper, ballot, envelope given to them, all personal items left in the locker, child area, so we can have child minders, before tally, private ballot booths, acrylic ballot boxes. Put it in there, all cameras, break, seating, food, porta potty, whatever, exit the facility, everything on CCTV, no concerns, right? No concerns. Clear acrylic ballot boxes. Visible counting like in casinos at voting close. Pretty simple, straightforward, right? No, they need machines. Stop, Tori. They need machines. So anyway, this article, as I was going to say, how this nice little simple algebra. <laughs> I got a threatening letter from Dominion. And you know what they told me? I better take this article down. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Stop. Why would I have to take down an article that doesn't even mention your company from 2019? Oh, why? Because of the math. So I have that letter where they berated me, they mocked me, they thumped whatever Waypo did. Hence, anybody that sits there and tells you that that AG case that was filed against me is valid, is a fucking loser and not a patriot. End the story. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. So here is my math. And they wanted me to take it off. It was so bad. So bad. Like, how could you do that? How could you put the confirmations? Like, what? This is from a paper where they expose that shit themselves. And that's how they do it. In fact, if they have a total of 1,000 votes, CIDL can distribute them among all races as it deems fit to achieve the goals it wants. Case study Estonia. So I didn't even use the U.S. because that would be way too much for people to handle. But as I say here, math is straightforward algebra. But what it demonstrates is the ability to move goalposts without being acknowledged as having moved the goalposts. Below is how the math would look when stealing an election. I literally gave them the formula. It's so simple. It's like stupid simple. Stupid simple. And they told me that I needed to delete it. Stop. All they got was a response with a laughing, crying face. Sydney Powell said, I can't defend you. I don't need any defending. <laughs> Whatever. No, I don't need any defending. Here, happy smile, laughing, crying face. Take that. So that's exactly how I responded. I, I sent it obviously to all the lawyers and they were like, well, we're not defending anyone that's being attacked. I was like, I don't need defense. My shit stands on its own. I'm just letting you know that they didn't want my article from 2019, from 2019, 2019, right? Elections 2020, article 2019, damn. So password was <laughs> fish titties. <laughs> All right. So, um, the article is actually on torysays.com. It's been on torysays.com. Actually, torysays.com was purged, but um, it's on there now, resurrected from the Wayback Machine. Because, you know, my stuff was so dangerous, they had to delete my SQL file. <laughs> Meanwhile, people that say they're patriots are still airing their shit on a Democrat channel, whatever. So anyway, tomorrow, hopefully, I'll have that little video together for you guys. So for those of you um, that missed the beginning of the show or whatever, 
I'll just outro with the video that uh, the listener made, because I think it's important you guys watch this again and realize just how big of a movement you are. Yes. for the same team and guess what they hijack a grassroots movement that team is not you they started silencing you like crazy putting you in jail banning your accounts some of them are varied in lawsuits marking violated the law and segregating citizens depending on their choices nothing was done even when people like john brennan lied before stealing everything we're ignoring facts to keep you in check they ignore you they laugh then they attack you first the guy burned himself then the kids did graffiti beat an old man and arrested him all the corruption all the evil doings all the kitty issues the money laundering the selling of our nation the use of our federal tax dollars the europeans are on their face eating dirt right now. africa is so confused on the ground and they're all looking out from the side of their eyes saying yo america what are you gonna do what are you gonna do it's insane man? anyone who reported anything that's happening been deemed a conspiracy theorist and pushed they infiltrated the trump campaign and they infiltrated one of the most beautiful patriotic days infiltrated every fast to piss you off to the point Kamala Harris that you just Hunter don't care Biden, Joe Biden Ron Klain he threatened you live on TV and you didn't even hear it his staff how they fooled you all let's try working or trusting these completely dishonorable people the pain that you're going to go through is because they no, have betrayed, betrayed you the people that you trusted betrayed you everything you believe you have is an illusion. They can convince you of anything. Everything is crumbling before you. Going into your brain and making you feel like you have no And way every out. single battle is a slap no across way. your face. Making you feel like there's nothing the you can do. to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. They've got the armor. They've got the money, the lawyers, the media, the megaphones. Our goods, our water, our food, our commodities. To feel trapped. Like okay, so we've got to take down the corporation. What's the point? Who cares? Why should I fight? They, they're, they're bigger than us. Up against they're Goliath. surrounding us. They're coming from the top. They're casting shadows. We need them. Our media. disappointment there are mitigation steps always brings you to the right place but the mitigation primarily relies on you the people the only way you learn is if you the walk right through that fight in the swamp they took everything away from you. indicate just how big of an end because you were distracted with life I already know how this ends. The thing is, there's got to be things that are done in between. But it's going to be pointless because guess what? We're going to be in the same place in no time flat. I mean, look. The opportunity to stand tall for the people around the world. This is why the United States was designed. To show that individuality together thrives. Because they all have different eyes, different ears, different hearts, different tastes. And this is why this is the most difficult nation to drop. So when you're trying to attack a giant. You guys are ready to take on Goliath. You want to find a tiny stone that attacks them where they're weak. You're to do that. 
is to bring in a Trojan horse. We have laws on our state level. Know them. Get the money. The money was on hold until they completed their investigation. We have laws on our municipal levels. Use them. I said you get federal tax dollars, you're discriminating against my title. See the loopholes. And not only that, I also ding them for not being ADA compliant for the blind on their website. I ding them with everything I could and they couldn't get tax dollars. In your city, you could get shit done yesterday. You have monthly meetings. You don't have to wait for elections to pass a bill. All you have to do is take a hundred of your friends to to jump through court hoops and say, I want this on the agenda. You don't need to wait for your state legislator. You don't need to wait for your state senator. You don't need to wait for your stupid governor. You have way more And that's where they sit down. Then on a federal level. All your little city council members saying, shit, what is going to go on right now? You guys think that that Goliath is massive, that we can't take down the... Have you guys realized what you've done? What you were doing? You can see the changing face of conservative or alternative media. We are the news, billboards, the letters, the communication. You guys are taking the reins. They hate that they're losing power, that they want to kill you. When you empower everyone else to feel the same and you encourage... And he needs to know more than ever that the people are behind him. You are many. They are few. That organized voice loud together. That's a big deal. You have all the power you need. Be that smart. All of it. And from small little fires going in a chain reaction across the nation. That's how you do it. You take it one bite at a time. See, when you learn to be a shark in a goldfish pond, you learn how to respond faster and attack better. The strongest people are the ones you think are the weakest. It's the outsider that makes a difference. It's the person that does things because they love something. Or are you going to chase the lion and pull the sheep out of its mouth? But you have to be unintimidated in the sight of evil people. You have to be confident. You have to stand tall because you have the armor of God around you. Fearlessness because you know that God wins. Fearlessness because you know that you are more powerful. And they know because it's coming. And nothing, nothing, nothing. literally. How hard they try. Nothing, nothing can stop. It's coming. coming.